We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like other game companies engaged and was like, you shouldn't expect this from us <laughs> on some level. They didn't put it that bluntly, but they were like saying like, it's, honey, I know, I know that Joe bought his wife yeah. flowers. I'm not gonna buy you flowers. Dude, yes, yes. Don't dude, expect that shit from me, dude. Hun, sorry. For real though, it's like weird. It's weird. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the Parker things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jessica Sam. Uh, and I'm Veritas, and this episode of the podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh. Uh, yes. So you're going to want to go to HelloFresh.com slash podcast50 and use code podcast50 for 50% off, plus free shipping, but more on that mm. later. 50% off. 50? 50? 50%. <laughs> yeah, 50, 50. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. I had to pick up the wife from the airport yesterday. And it oh, was yeah. Like, oh, my God. And like, there was so much traffic going into Boston. Her flight ended up being delayed. I then fell asleep in, like, the cell phone lot. <laughs> and, like, if I fall asleep in the middle of the day, like, I am ruined. Or I'm ruined yeah, for the rest of the yeah. day. Like, my body's like, cool, okay, you need another seven hours and 45 minutes, you know. Yeah. Like, um, so I literally, we got home at like 6.30 or 7 o'clock. I got in bed. I went to sleep, passed out. It's like 2 a.m. I'm like awake, forced myself to go back to sleep. I got up, I had a couple bowls of cereal. And then uh, oh, dude, yeah. got back into bed and then, you know, got up this morning. I, I forced myself. Today I said, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to edit a video and I'm going to finish a video in a fucking in a day. Like, I'm just going to do it. Oh, because I never it's I always do it yeah. multiple parts because I'm editing. I'm editing and I'm like, I see how much more I have left. And I'm like, yeah. mm, I think I'm just going to stop now. I'll finish tomorrow and I'll start the stream up. Yeah. You know, and then. But so I finished editing one. So I'm I'm, I'm nice. happy, happy about that. And and I actually just looked. Dude, I have uh, uh like a hundred and ninety nine thousand like six hundred and fifty subscribers on YouTube. I'm literally like two hundred k is the around next, the corner in the next like twenty four hours. I, oh I opened up the my real god. I opened up like a real time timer. Yeah, and it was yeah. Like, uh, one hundred ninety nine thousand four hundred. Um, and then like last I looked, it was six hundred, and that was like three hours ago. 
Yo. So I have in the video like a call out where I'm like, yo, get me to 200K, but it literally might be 200K before the video comes out. Before but. the video comes out? Dude, that's sick. That's so dope. 200K. Hell yeah. yeah. So. Hell yeah, yeah dude. How you, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Stressed as well. We're closing on the house early next week. So it's just been like walkthroughs and. We're we're doing like a little bit of stuff. Like I'm trying to now that I'll now that we'll own a home, I'm gonna try and get like a proper office set up. You know what I mean? Like, um, so we're doing like a few things. Like they didn't have a fan in there, and I'm trying to get like a little mini split or something AC unit set up in there because I can't. I've been using window units in all my offices everywhere, and I just like I can't not have something in Florida. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm in a room does, and these PCs are heating up, dude. It's just does not every house have central air yes but like it's not enough because i if i close the door to my office and i've got these two pcs just ripping for a seven eight hour stream like it doesn't we could have the house ac set to 60 or whatever it's just like it can't keep up with what's happening in this room you need and, your and, own zone well that's what i'm saying so what i'm doing is i'm, I'm we're looking into to install like a mini split which is mm -hmm. just like a little like just in my office, like a super tiny unit because it just supplements. The AC will be blowing, but we can't turn the whole house AC down just to do my office. So we're like doing that. So like it's been working with like contractors and closing and loan. And and this is our first go at that. So it's all like new to us. But so it's been stressful. And of course, like we're supposed, we're, we're going to be moving in August and the wipe is in August and we don't know when. And we're trying to figure out when we can get the work done and when we want to move, when we want to get in. Can it be before the wipe or? So it's been stressful. Dude, I got I to gotta ask totally selfish question, but I haven't. <laughs> I spent the last like five years that I've been content creating, like paying off debt. So I, I haven't yeah. gotten any loans since then. And then yeah. before this, it was like, you know, getting a mortgage when you're a software engineer and a pharmacist. And it's like not hard and you get good credit, right? So. Um, was, was you having a, an obscure, oh, unpredictable yeah. income from multiple sources? Was that like, uh, was it a headache? It, it, I got super lucky. It is normally like, I talked to a few people, a few of my friends that, that do this. Like I, I talked to somebody that tried to get, and he's a much bigger streamer than me, tried to buy a house and he was like a bunch of banks wouldn't work with them. You know what I mean? Because the income is all W2 or whatever. I got super lucky that like we just found this guy that's like super chill. Now, it, what was required was a lot different. You need like multiple years of like full tax returns have to get submitted and a bunch of it's not just like proof of income and yeah, yeah. here's how much I make. There was like so much additional stuff we had to submit and find. Um but it ended up it ended up not being as big of a headache for me as it is for a lot of people. But yeah, it is weird when you're like answering these super serious questions with like you know I play video games. Yeah, I, I part of me just like wants to like just lie and be like I do software consulting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you I, you have like another you have a lie to do. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like. Online yeah. adult entertainer, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to make it sound. I mean, that, I'm not, that doesn't make it sound better. <laughs> that doesn't make it sound better. it stops better. the questions. No more follow-up questions after you give them online adult entertainer. Well, or there might be a lot more questions. Yeah, true. 
There might be a lot more like, what do you wear? <laughs> do you dance? Dude, it's always though. It's always like I was in the bank having to talk to somebody and then he was just like small talk. You know, he's like, so what do you do? And I was like, I stream, I do YouTube. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I get the same thing. I'm like, oh, God. Dude. And he's like, really? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, my kid wants to do it. every time, 10 out of 10 times. If you're talking to somebody that's like 45 years or older, 10 out of 10 times, they're like, my kid wants to do that. He talks, he talks Fortnite, Minecraft. Like, no. <laughs> you know? oh, it is weird. I was talking to my wife, though. Like, I truly believe that, like, more five to 12 year olds, five to 15 year olds want to do what we do for a living than anything else. Like, I think more five to 15 year olds want to do content creation for a living than want to be in the NBA and then want to be astronauts. Have you seen like the polls? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like legitimately the majority of young, yeah. like, don't want to be astronauts. They don't want to be doctors. They don't want to be They want to be Logan they Paul or Kaisenet or like whoever their guy and that's is why or we're dream. Fucked. We're fucked. That's why we're yeah. fucked, bro. <laughs> That's why we're like, I, I was just once again, it's so funny. I literally talk about what I talk about on the podcast with my barber and then talk about what oh. I talk about with my barber on the podcast because the- <laughs> we just sit and like people watch. And remember I told you about yeah. like the, the, the like car full of girls that like pulled yes. in and like across the parking space. This literally the same thing happened this time around, except it was uh, it was a young guy and it was like the same shit, same parking spot, just like, and he had like a sick, um, like Volvo SUV was really nice, but it's like, dude. Um, but but yeah, man. Like, w- there's there's gonna be a a, and and I'm I'm well aware that this is one of those like, uh, you know, it's it's the worst combination of old people are so out of touch they don't know anything, and also yeah. plus kids these days, right? Yeah. Like it's it's the worst of both. But I I have a hunch, I'll, you know, I'm probably wrong, but. I don't think I am that like there's going to be a short window of lucidity in like in like government and politics. This is now this is naive. But like if there's ever a chance we have like normal president, it's going to be when our generation like I want to say from 28 to like 40 when we become 60 and are you know presidential age. Yeah, there's going to be like three presidential terms of normalcy, and then it's going to be the Logan Paul generation <laughs> running for president. Until before then, it's going to be all yeah. of the just like billionaire, out of touch, douchebag, yeah. old white guys. There's going to be one little window of, of yeah. lucidity before we go, full and then it blown. just spirals out of control. Yeah, it is weird though. It's just weird to think that like whenever I tell you know whenever you tell somebody like 45 or older what we do. It's like my kid, they don't understand it, but their kid wants to do it. And it's just like a weird thing. You know what I mean? I told my wife, I was like, I feel like I'm like on the bench, like third string in an NFL team. Like I'm in, I'm in the NFL. Like nobody knows, you know, me, like there's no, I'm not, you know, Mr. Beast or dream, but I'm like, I made it. Like I'm doing the thing. We, I do the thing for a living and it works. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. It's weird to think about. You wonder if like the the fourth string, like, you know left guard or whatever yeah the, if he makes like 65k and yeah like you yeah, wonder, yeah but he's, like, the guy next to him is making 34 million or whatever dude. like i, I have yeah. no idea they probably still make pretty good fucking money but um yeah. you see he's like five foot ten yeah 
Yeah, it's totally. It's normal like there's guy. no there's no cards being you know no football cards or basketball cards being traded around to those guys, but they're in it. They're in the NBA. I was like, that's me, dude. I made it, and I'm fine with that. Like I'm chilling. You know what I mean? I'm literally picturing you like with like rec specs. Like yeah. the high socks, like you just look like a dad that that rolled into like a pickup basketball game, and everybody's yeah, like, oh, "Fucking this guy!" They picked me up outside of the tailgate. I was grilling up burgers, you know, and they pulled me in. And you're just like, "Yeah, yeah, Kobe!" As you go <laughs> by, you're just the sickest cheerleader ever. You never set foot on the court. Yep, I'll take it. I will take it. Um, but yeah, so it's been uh, it's been it's been crazy. It's been a crazy time. Um. We had we missed it again, but in Tarkov land there was a crazy week that happened. I don't know how no, much of it you heard. I'm sure you nothing. heard like a f- oh nothing. Okay, I, I can't I, think of anything that jumps out. Okay, at me. no, that's good. That's good. We had a crazy week in Tarkov, and it started, of course, like we were. I think we recorded on Thursday last, and then Friday it started again. Um, but like last week we were talking, and it was the free labs event, and you know scavs could go labs, and it was free labs, and. Uh, insurance was working and that was the event and that ended and then we got a 19 long quest chain we didn't know it was going to be 19 but we it started with there was a video of fence it was actually a pretty dope video fence talking and there was like stuff in the background and he had people like handing him documents and he was talking i'm not super up to snuff on the lore I, was it like an anonymous video, like kind of, yeah, voice yeah. changer, yeah? And it was like it was super dark, super dimly lit, but you could tell it was fence, and it was this whole thing. Anyways, it was it was really kind of interesting because there was a lot of lore to it, and I feel like the lore made some of the quests feel better if you knew the lore. But I didn't really know all of the lore. But basically, the big thing was everybody was like, okay, it's like two minutes of fence rambling about like just stuff and sanitar and the rogues and lightkeeper and lighthouse and this that and the other and then towards the end of it he says um because you know i always pay my friends well i'll give you something in your hideout that will help with your stash and everybody was like wait what because we knew nikita had said that nikita said on the podcast he was like we have something really cool planned for the end of wipe and it's going to be this big reward and nobody knew what the big reward was. And then he mentioned something about the hideout and the stash. And everyone's like, are they giving us extra stash space? What's going on here? So then we get we get that video. And then we get they basically dropped somewhere between two and three quests a day for just about a week. Because this ended up just finishing on uh, Wednesday, I think. And uh, it was super weird how they did it. But the like long TLDR is... Like we'll go through each of the quests because I want to talk about how this is the 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 overall Veritas is this is the closest they've been to like really cool, well executed quest chain. There are a few major like you you ruined it. Like a few major moments were like classic VSG, but on the whole, it's close and it's the closest they've been in a while. And a lot of it was really cool, but some of it just made you like some of it just made me like so frustrated because it was so close um but as a part of the event there's the first so the first quest it's called the terror group trail and you had to locate fences men who went missing on shoreline 
And between the West Wing of the Shoreline Resort and Path to Lighthouse, that extra, you know, there's that truck that always has like the boxes next to it and scavs spawn there. You always go there. Where like the Ledexes were. were Yes. Yes. We're supposedly spawning. Yeah. 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 So at that truck, there's like four extra dead bodies now. So you go there and you, you look, you, and then you just leave. And then that's quest one. It's like, okay, we located the thing. And then quest two is eliminate, um, eliminate two weird scavs. That's literal flavor text said weird scavs. And then we found out that, <laughs> yeah. You see a scab with some weird animation. Ooh. Yeah. So on Shoreline, at that truck, three scavs are spawning. And they're like hella aggro. They'll aggro you even if you have max karma. And this is kind of weird. But they're, they're like hella lean. Like, they're, they're, like it, oh my god, wait, I was right. They're kind of all fucking yes. weird. You know, like, did you, did you play Battle Bit enough to see the, the people like... Walk strafing, doing the lean, the QE lean, and the little blocking. Uh, it's it looks like that. They're literally shooting at you like this, just QE spamming. But they'll shoot at you super accurately. Anyways, they're super weird. They're supposed to be on drugs or something. What's yes, the- yes, they are on drugs. So then, so then you we found out as well that there's a spot on Lighthouse as well. So down by the village near, which I thought was cool, near the path to shoreline extract on lighthouse is where there's four dead bodies and three weird scavs spawn. And near the path to lighthouse extract on shoreline is where they spawn. So there's two maps you could get those guys. And the reason that was important was because on shoreline, we were starting to get beamed. Like I was getting shot from across the map. Everybody started thinking that cheaters were coming out. Well, it turns out the goons are a 100% spawn chance at the cottages and they'll like beam you to the resort. It's insane. And Sanitar is 100% spawn chance at the cottages and they're not fighting. So they're together. Sanitar has two guards and the goons. Wait, all did three they fight goons. before? No, but but oh, in okay. the lore, Sanitar is a scav boss and the rogues are XPMCs. So technically, that's why in the lore, if you have... Um, you can kill rogues and raiders without messing with your karma because Fence doesn't care. He doesn't think consider them scavs. So you would think that they would fight, but they don't. They were like in cahoots. So then you start piecing together the lore that it's this, the, the goons are there for something to deal with Sanitar, and Sanitar's working on another new drug, and that drug is what the weird scavs are on. Ominous 3? It's N. God, can you imagine if I guess that? Um, so you have to, you have to kill two of them and find two, uh, one or two and stems. They don't always spawn with it. Okay. Here's the thing. They don't always spawn with the stems. They do. There's three of them. You'll almost always get at least one stem. Sometimes you'll get none. Sometimes you'll get two or three. But for this quest, they didn't have to be found in raid. W. Because the goons and Sanitar and these weird scavs were on shoreline. There were so many people on shoreline. And and the, what was frustrating about this quest in particular, and this will come back up, by the way, is that this is a cool quest because the weird scavs are 100% spawn chance. And you have to go kill them. That's cool. The problem is this quest then becomes, did I get the good spawn the quest? Because you can spawn Path to Lighthouse and just walk up and kill them. And when me and Velian were doing this, eight times in a row, we spawned Road to Customs. Oh, and it's just like... You need a fucking book a plane ticket. Yeah. 
couldn't be farther away. So we SJ6, we haul it over there. And by the time you're over there, all the weird scavs are gone. They've all been looted. And there's just like eight PMCs. Yeah, yeah, they're just like wiggling. And there's eight PMCs and everybody's fighting over it. So that was something that I was frustrated with that I was like, man... There's there's ways you could have done it. You could have put the, that stim as well on the goons and on Sanitar. You know what I mean? Because like there's the likelihood of all the goons and Sanitar and the weird scavs being killed in one raid is low. So you would have a higher likelihood. Like they could have made it a little yeah. bit easier. But what helped offset it a little bit was it didn't have to be found in raid. So if you spawned early, killed them, got it, and shoved it in your secure container and then got thermaled, which was happening a ton, you could still turn it in and progress. So I was like, okay. I'll take that. That's a W. Then part three was uh, obtain the mysterious laptop at the water treatment plant. So you had to go to uh, Lighthouse, go in the water treatment plant, and there was a laptop. It had like three spawns. So once again, some of the Lightkeeper tasks were, were for you to go find an item that literally would have like 28 spawns on Lighthouse. You had to check the entire map. This was like a bridge in the middle. It only had three spawns. It wasn't always going to be in the same spot, but you didn't have to spend four years looking for it. So it's nice. You go and you clear a few of the rogues, you get it, and you leave. Good quest. Now, did, did, did the game, here's the thing, did the game tell you those three spots? No. Or was it in the wiki or uh, on the Reddit? It was immediately or... people just finding it. Okay, uh, so, so that was a partial W because yeah. it would have been amazing if they're like, they gave you three fucking Polaroids. Yeah, or even general. I mean, uh, what's nice about this is that it it did say in the water treatment plant and not lighthouse. So even if you did have to look, like it's kind of whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's a massive. It is a lot to yeah. Buildings with like multiple levels. Yeah. What what would have been fucking fantastic is if the image for the quest was like a map on a table and it had X X X, and if you could like even even if they required you screenshot it, enhance and like. That still would have been fucking cool. Yeah. But the or closest BSG or... would have gotten to that is they would have done that, but the X's would have been just random. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people would be looking back by the car yeah. and it's not there. Or even just mentioning like the southwest entrance, near the southwest entrance, because that's that's where it is. That's where that the, the two hints. gunners are. It's something, right? Um now, but the uh the laptop is is one of the things that we talk about all the time. It's a golden pocket watch. It's always there, and nice. only people that have the quest can see it. So it's not like somebody can take it. It's not like only one spawns, and if somebody else is on that quest, you're screwed. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, that 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 is every time you and me talk about quests, we always go back to that. Why not do more of that? That was one of those quests. So I was like, cool. So if your whole squad had it, everybody could get the laptop. It's not just one at a time. That was that was cool. And then that was the end of day one. So basically what happened was, and we were confused at this point because there was no reward, but there were no more quests and they were 24 hour time gating it. Um, But here's the difference that we found out on day two was, so for the Lightkeeper quests, no matter when you get to them, it like when you turn in a quest, it starts a 24 hour timer for you. So if your buddy finished that quest before you, you're not going to get them at the same time tomorrow. He's going to get it first, and then you're going to get it. 24 With all of these quests, it was a global timer. So if you missed the first three days, you didn't have to get to quest three and then wait 24 hours like the rest of us did. You just got to keep going and catch up. So it was a it was a much better way to make sure people weren't flying through it without like 
punishing that's everyone. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you missed the first few days, or if if it just took you longer to do the quests, you were always able to catch up. It was a global, but they didn't want people flying through it. So they did around three at a time. Well, also, I would assume that they also wouldn't want to. Hey, is this quest still exist or is it gone? It's still there. I finished I was the quest say, line, but like, it's still there. Let's say the wipe is tomorrow. You don't want to make it so that like you you start it today and you you literally can't finish it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know that, that might be a, a part question. of it. That is a question because we don't know how much longer it's going to be up for, but we know that it's still up right now. I mean, it but, has to yeah. be Thursday now. I mean, 100% has to be Thursday, 100% right? 100% Thursday. Yeah, like, it, no... You know what? I would recommend if you guys that we post this on Monday, just double check with Jesse. Ask him if the, <laughs> if the no, wipes happen. No. <laughs> I heard the wipe is Thursday. The amount of people that were convinced it was the 1st of August was hilarious. I don't know where that came from. Anyways. um, So we had to wait 24 hours later. Next day, part four drops. Now, this is super weird. I don't know why they did this, man. It's it's one of those, I'm glad they did it. It was a good thing done in the weirdest way possible. So what happened was, and I, I might get some of the numbers wrong here, but you'll you'll get the gist of it. The next day, quest part four of the quest and part 11 and 12 unlocked. Because... Was it like collect 700 something? And it was no, like they... because parts 11, 12, it was either 10, 11, 12, or, or 11, 12, and 13, where basically they took the entire um, quest line that it takes to get Lightkeeper from the very first mechanic quest you get all the way up to getting it. They compressed that down to just three quests, and everybody could do it. So they basically just abridged. It was like quest 11 was go find these six things. Quest 12 was go find the flash drive. And quest 13 was like encode the flash drive. So you didn't have to do all the bull crap. And now everybody that does those quests has access to Lightkeeper for the rest of the wipe, which is might that, only be a few weeks. Is that where everyone's fucking going now? I don't know. It must be in there. But the, the thing is, is if you already had the Lightkeeper, which I did... You would accept those quests and they would just auto fail and it, it wouldn't hurt you at all. But you basically you didn't have to do those three. So didn't they give you XP or money or anything. No, they just like auto failed. Fucking so, weak. So what what I found strange was just why not make those quests quests five, six, and seven? Why were they giving us quest four and then eleven and twelve? It was super weird how it it worked. Well, were those quests like eleven and twelve in the in the lighthouse? Like maybe. Maybe they literally just like repurposed them, or maybe there was maybe the lore. Maybe I I wasn't keeping up with the lore, and the lore was a much more linear thing. That's actually what I think was happening. The quest Speed chain, run. you clipped through the wall. Everybody yeah. clipped through the wall and and skipped. Yeah. So the quest chain was probably very lore rich. On you know they want you to go here, they want you to do this, they want you to do that, and then they want you to get access to lighthouse. And they probably just had the forethought to think hey, these quests are some of the harder ones and getting to the Lightkeeper is required for this quest chain. So let's just let them start working on these early. Because if you finished four, you could unlock five and keep working through even if you hadn't yet completed 11, 12, and 13. So they kind of just sliced that out and gave it to people early to say, hey, 
start working on getting the lightkeeper. Oh, so there still was five through ten or whatever. Yes. yes. It was it was like I said, it was a good thing they did. It was a good decision to compress these quests and give everybody access to the lighthouse. It was just funny how they how they chose to go about doing it. But it's definitely not a complaint. I'm glad that they did it. Was there any motivation other than the individual rewards for the quests to actually do five through ten? So we still didn't know at this point. We were still like, what is this big reward that Nikita talked about on the podcast? And what is this big reward Fence talked about? So everybody stash, was flying through, space the, expansion. flying through the quest. Um, so part four was locate uh, and disrupt the meeting between the rogues and Sanitar. So since it was 100% spawn, literally all you had to do was go to the cottages, kill one of the bosses, either Sanitar, Big Pipe, Bird Eye, or Knight. And extract. You didn't have to get anything off them. You didn't have to kill them all. You didn't have to kill 57 things in one raid. I was like, good quest. Go there. Engage in combat there as much as you want. But you got to kill something and then extract. And um, I think this quest, if you killed one of the dudes and died, you all you had to do then was survive. It didn't reset the whole quest. So for compared to the pre-wipe quests we've been getting for the past two months i was like we're we're hitting it this is this is good so far so that was part four part five uh part five was like a nothing burger part five was like talk to mechanic success um which i'm sure there was more lore to it but (laughs) i don't know uh and then part six was hand over five physical bitcoins so this is where people started to get a little bit more frustrated because the Bitcoins are hard to find. I thought that this was a relatively appropriate found, level of difficulty. Found in raid? Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. They don't have to be found in raid. So if you find one in raid, it's shoving up your butt and you die, you can hand it in. They don't have to be found in raid. Aren't there barters for them? There's one barter for them. And it, it uh, literally... It's two Tetrises, two green batteries. Ten minutes after this quest went live, Tetrises were two million. <laughs> but you could barter for them. They were selling out was the other thing too. So, but here's the deal. This is six months into... This is seven, seven and a half months into a wipe. Everybody's had the opportunity to build a Bitcoin farm, right? So like I had Bitcoin farm level one, so I was able to craft two. Um, oh yeah, that's right. It's just like worst case scenario, you wait a day and you, you know, you should... Yeah, so there's... The big, which they nerfed the Bitcoin farm a lot. Like at level one, if I wanted all five, it probably would have taken me five days to, if I wanted to craft all five at level one Bitcoin. But you can have Bitcoin farm. Um, you can find Bitcoins in any safe in the game. So it's not even you have to farm one map in particular. There's tons of Bitcoin spawns on Lighthouse and even more, probably double on Streets. Now does I know Rishala, streets, does Rashala still like yeah, almost he always can, have one in his he pocket? He can still spawn with a Bitcoin, yeah. Um, so once again, this was definitely a difficult task, especially if you're a newer player, to, to track down five Bitcoin because that's hard to get. But it's doable. You can go lighthouse. You can get them on scavs and survive with them and do it. If your computer can run streets, I mean, just. I've I've no lie now. I know I play a lot more than the average person, but I've probably found 100 Bitcoin on scav runs. Uh, on streets this wipe it's just crazy the, the amount of loot now i know not everyone can run streets but lighthouse is tremendous for that type of loot as well so this was hard but not impossible it's reasonable it's it's relatively reasonable if the, if the goal was to make a difficult task this is reasonable but remember if you're if you are a listener 
and you found this quest to be a bad quest, remember, hard and impossible, which we're, we're going to get to some of the ones that were not. I like the difficulty of this because it's difficult without telling you how to play. You don't, you can play whatever map you want and find Bitcoins as long as they're safes, right? You can play, you can use whatever kit you want. You can go whatever time of day you want. It's do this difficult thing, but do it how you want to do it. And, and supplement it with a craft. Yes. Or a barter. Yep. So if you literally wanted to and don't find Bitcoin, you could go to your favorite map to money run, money run and just buy the barter on reset, right? So there were multiple ways to do it. So I thought this was okay. And because they didn't have to be found in raid, you could just stick it in your butt if you find one and you don't have to leave the raid immediately, right? That's another thing that found in raid does. If you find a quest item, your raid is over. You got to get out of there ASAP. You could have the Bitcoin. You could play out the rest of the raid and you could turn it in at the end. So I thought that this was relatively a fine quest, even though it was definitely difficult. Um, <clears throat> part seven was like a wash. Part seven was just like talk to Peacekeeper. I think it's just like Is that bringing... just like click on his name? Yeah, literally just accept a quest from Peacekeeper, finishes the quest from Mechanic that asked you to talk to Peacekeeper. It was weird. Um, and then part eight was kill 10 scavs on every single map in the game, 10 scavs on each map, while equipped with RUAF gear and weapons. So Russian gear, Russian weapons. Now. What's Russian? Yeah. So the uh, the the kind of like hint was literally anything proper sells is going to be rushing. Anything proper sells. But as people were testing things and like lists were going around, it is a tremendous amount of stuff. It has to be a bear um, hat. Yeah, yeah. There was like uh, the Alton and Wrist Tee, but you can't find those. The 6B47, the Penis Helmet, the Kiver, the Cole Pack, right. the um, Vulcan, the LZSH, the ZSH. Um, all of those helmets work. Um, the a, a few armored rigs, tons of armored rigs. Uh, Corund. Gazelle, the Class 5 Green Redut Armor, um, the Zooks, a bunch of the like Class 3 and Class 2 armors are Russian. So the Zabralo... You just had to have one thing, or was it one ar one item and one weapon? You had to have a helmet, a uh, an armor, and a gun. Oh, okay. Full. Yeah, so you had to have one of the, those three. So ears, you could do whatever you want. Uh, if you had an armor, you could do whatever rig you want. Um, and then guns, I mean... Dude, literally every, every single AK, PP-19, uh, a bunch of the shotguns, RPK, the SAG, the SR-2, the, the SVD, the VAL, the VSS, the Saiga, um, the TAWS, uh, the SKS. So so this was Makarov. like, yeah, so this was, an, again, one that I actually found to be pretty okay because the requirement was wide enough that there were like there was access to level two, three, four, and five armors. There were access to decent helmets, and and like fifty percent of the guns in the game, if not more, right, were viable. All the AKs and everything. So well, yeah, and also you've like this is what number seven or eight or something this is eight, like that. Yeah, like if you've gotten this far in this quest line, yeah, you cannot use. I only have level one traders as an excuse. Yes. you can't use. I don't. No, it's. So I thought this was a good quest. It was restricting, but not restricting in a, in a too, too restricting way where it's like wear this armor, this helmet, and every time you die, you had to buy it. I had tons of gazelles floating around. The Corund, uh purchase isn't that bad. Like it was super easy to meet these requirements. 
Most of the helmets were the cheaper helmets anyway. I thought this was good. And I like the quests like this where it's like, go pretends to be like it's it you don't even have to yeah. know the lore but you kind of know what's happening you're like we're setting somebody up for sure you know what i mean so there's so that, many guns that you could build them in a million different ways however 100 and that was it you could do whatever attachment you want whatever site you want you just had to have the main part of the gun so kill 10 scavs on every map dressed as ruaf level uh part nine was uh and then this is where things started to be a little bit more brutal you had to stash two bottles of uh dan jackal whiskey on interchange that's fine you had to stash a um 762 mdr in in an open room in an unlocked room on customs you had to stash a pair of um quad nods on reserve you had to stack two eotech the hhs the uh Optics with the the magnifier. Yeah, the terrible ones. You had to stash two of those on woods. But you had to stash the SP-8 survival machete. You had to stash the SP-8 survival machete um, on inside the pumping station on factory. Now, you can't buy the SP-8 there's no barter for it. And it was only really spawning like as uber low chance on like raiders or Rashala guards. That was it. So this was a hard stop, complete RNG, everything out of your control. Just like you, you know, because and you've been playing Tarkov longer than me. Like, how many how many X? How many times do you think individual items are in the game now than there were in 2017? If you include every subset of item, it's just tremendous. It's 50x yeah. the amount of items. So anytime a quest is like, go find one. Yeah, now it's not like it's not one of five, it's one of 35. Yeah. Assuming an equal distribution, Assuming but assuming which it's yeah. not, because scavs have the machetes and XYZ and this. And so this was a hard, hard lockup for people. People were selling them. This is what I found funny because someone in chat had one. And so I said, because they were, they were, you can't sell them on the flea market, but they were instantly selling for 30 million. Like if one came up for 30 million, you couldn't buy it fast enough. And somebody had one found in raid in chat. And I was like, what's the fee if you listed for 10 million? He was like 6.7 million. And I was like, oh, I was like, what's the fee if you list it for 25 million? He was like, let me check. 31 million. So these machetes were instantly being, people weren't looking. People were listing them for 25 or 30 million, paying a 40 million ruble listing fee, and they were getting insta bot. Like people were just losing, losing losing rubles hand over fist listing these. It was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, I doesn't surprise. No, people were not even people were not even looking. I was basically after every single raid, I would spend a few minutes just refreshing the listing. And I ended up sniping one off the flea for five million. I got super lucky. Someone was paying attention. They were like, hey, five million. I get two million profit or three million profit. And I sniped it. And I was super, super glad. Now, this was the first moment that people were like, 
I don't know what to do. Like, how should I get this? And everybody was just saying Farmer Shala. So Customs is a madhouse, right? Yeah, it's while lit. while I was trying, while I was going for it, uh, we ran into Rashala two times, full wipe. None of them had them. So I like it was just of course. So now I will say that in the days since then, they have like confirmed like nice guy from BSG. They added the SP8 machetes to regular AI scav loot pools and increased in the Raider and Rogue loot pool. Okay. So I've seen people saying that they're fine. Like two, I found two today. I found three. You know what I mean? I found a bunch. And and because of that, more being are listed on the flea and stuff like that. But that came probably three or four days after the the quest came. So that was a that was a real big sticking point where people were like, "Dude, this is impossible." And I didn't have one, and I was like, "Yo, how am I going to get one?" I got super lucky that I sniped one off the flea. But once again, the criticism here is 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 not you guys suck. It's the criticism is you were so close. Yeah. Just put this goddamn machete on a hundred percent spawn on all the bosses, right? So it's still RNG. You can't get a boss every single raid, but allow the player to play how they want, play whatever map they want and, and give them a fighting chance. That wouldn't, if you had put them on like all the bosses, except the goons and Sanitar, cause they're hundred percent spawn chance. And that wouldn't be an easy quest. That would actually still be a difficult one, but yeah. it would be so much easier than just go out into Tarkov and hope you find one of 70 melee items. Sure. You know what I mean? So that one was rough, but they have since done it. And yeah, apparently they're going on the flea right now for like 400K. So that's totally fine. But that was, that was one that was a, that was brutal. But once you stash them, uh, then part 10 was uh, eliminate any 30 targets. So PMCs, scavs, bosses or boss guards on streets in the Lexos car dealership area with a VSS uh, Ventores. Uh, any, any other kit that you want, but use a VSS, kill 30 of anything. And that extended, I don't know how much you played streets, but that area was a really loose area. It was wide. Uh, the yeah. Lexos area, the Sparja marketplace and the construction site where tons of scavs spawn all was in the Lexos area. So it was a super wide area. It was funny though, because um, VSSs were selling for 3 million rubles <laughs> on the flea. Now there's two different barters for VSSs from proper. And both of those barters were like 300K. So you could get a hold of a VSS. And then also Sanitar is 100% spawn chance and he has one every time, right? Or most times. So you could even go find one. So that wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Then he also carry like a, uh, not a PPSH. He can have a Keter. Like a Keter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. he, yeah, he can have a Keter or he can have a VSS. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the little sly thing that they do. So that is all the quest says to do. Eliminate any 30 targets while using a VSS Ventores in the car dealership area of Streets Tarkov. When you hit your 30th one, it's like, you know, ching ching, you got your thing. And you're like, oh, can I turn in this quest? And then you look, and it's only after you kill the 30 targets does the second part of the quest pop up. So you're like, fuck off. I hate yeah. that, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that is plant Sanitar's bag on the second floor of the car dealership near Caban's office. 
Oh my so god, after people already like looted his bag or or, or just didn't grab it at all. Ah! Uh! <laughs> so it had to be purposeful, dude. They're yeah. such oh, fucking yeah. trolls. Yeah. So that so now the problem there, once again, this is a really cool quest if you take it in its entirety. Use the gun Sanitar uses, kill a bunch of people on streets to piss off Kaban, and then plant Sanitar's bag in Kaban's office. Like, I love this stuff. I love the whole, like, frame Sanitar yeah. for doing something. The problem is, A, it was like they only tell you after you kill anyone, and B, where you have to plant it is in a keyed room, and it's a super rare key. I play Streets nonstop. I have played 2,500 raids. I have never found this key. You needed this key for a quest earlier in the game. Velian had it, so I just he let me in the room. I've never found this key. It was insta What's bought out called? on the flea market. It's called the um, the car dealership closed section key, the Lexos section key. Um, you the key like. There's like two boxes in there. There's no good loot in there. And the only thing you need it for is one other quest that's like way earlier in the wipe. But it's a super rare key. Like that quest early in the wipe, the quest to do that was a, was a huge lockup for people because nobody could find that key. Whatever. Now you just need it again. It was instant sold on the flea market and, and people were finding them so rarely that you couldn't ever catch a listing for it on the flea market either. Yeah. And so here we are again, dude, where it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing for the player to do. Like once again, people are coming and they're like, dude, what am I going to do? Do you have the key? And I'm like, I don't, you know, Valiant's friend had it. They let me in. I don't. And if you die, by the way, with the bag, you have to go get another Sanitar bag and to come plant it again. Yeah, and you can't put his bag in your bag, so you, you need to like... You can. You can put his bag in your bag, which is nice. Is that and new? Well, no, remember the Sanitar's bag is just a bag. His Sanitar guards can sometimes have the medical bag that you like can't put in weird stuff. But Sanitar's bag oh, is just, just like kind a, of like a duffel blue, bag. Yeah. Blue duffel bag, right? Um, and it's funny because his duffel bag was insta selling on the flea market for like 10 million rubles. It was the actual most insane money farm of all time. If you were competent at like combat in Tarkov, like me and Valiant, because. You mean, you mean cheesing. If yeah. you're competent at cheesing Sanitar. No, yeah, if you're competent at cheesing the guards and, and, and the rogue bosses, like, because each day they were time-gating the quests, we would finish the quests, and then we would just go farm the goons and Sanitar just for fun. And on that day, every time you extracted with a Sanitar bag, it was like 7 million rubles. Oh, my God. Wait, so the, you, being being early, when, it was like back in the day when you unlocked uh Salewas, yes like in the on the first day of the wipe and then you could sell them for hundreds of thousands yes. of rubles you could literally make a hundred million rubles that day um because they were just insta selling for anywhere between seven and ten mil and he was 100 spawn chance so you could just go get another one um but so but anyway so that quest was once again a cool well-designed quest where the quest objectives themselves told you the lore about the quest. We're setting up Sanitar. It feels so good. And it was just so brutal. They, they could have just... And once again, to, to do fair criticism, 
there were other ways to do this. You could have given every player like a three-time use key, right? Like you have three times to try this, and if you can't get it, now you have to go find it. Yeah. You could have just had us plant it anywhere else in Lexos that didn't require a key, and it still would have been cool because it still would have been you setting up Sanitar. You know, like it just didn't. For all, need... And for all we know, they they had they put like a, a static spawn of the key somewhere, and it was yeah. just it wasn't data mined, and that someone thought they just got lucky, and then like nobody nobody yeah yeah like, they could have put that key on Sanitar as a part of the event. Uh, much more frequently, they could have put increased its spawn rate in filing cabinets on streets. But it was just go find, once again, when you think about how many keys there are now versus when there are only three maps in the game, it's just like go find one of 300 keys. Idiot. Like, just do it. Yeah, just that's... do it. It's just it's such a sour taste, you know what I mean? Because then... Of course, somebody's like, yo, I have the key. And I'm like, dude, let me in. You know what I mean? This yeah. is scuffed. Because I, and I didn't feel bad about that because for all week, we've had people in our Discord with the key helping people get in. You know what I mean? Because it's like, hey, dude, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm playing for two more hours. If anyone needs to get in, I have the key. And so, anyways, close to such a good quest. So that was the second major stop gap where people were like, okay, well, does anyone have the key? Um, hold on. These are out of order again. So that was part 10. Now, I'm doing it in part order, but part 11 is one you would have had earlier, which is he gives you these these newfangled that came in, the, with, uh, in this wipe with the Lightkeeper, these like big walkie-talkie radio transmitters. It's really cool because when you plant them, you actually, there's an animation. He pulls them out and you like twist some niles and it's like frequency mode, frequency mode. It's super loud and you have to plant these things. And this is a part That's of, neat. it's one of the quests of the Lightkeeper chain, but this is part 11. There's He gives you four of them and you have to plant them in the light, um, in four different places on the lighthouse, but they fit in your secure container. So you can like do them one, even if you have an alpha, you could do them one at a time and never risk them because it's like, I think it actually did unlock a barter for them if you lost one. But that was part 12. Part 13 is handover found in raid plexiglass, insulating tape, uh, a military circuit board, and a military CUFDM wireless signal transmitter, all findable on Lighthouse. Um, these, uh, and they didn't have to be found in raid. So you could purchase these on the flea or you could find them on Lighthouse. When I did this quest, for Lightkeeper, this was all found in Raid. <laughs> so they yeah. made it easier, which is cool, right? This is their express laning everybody to Lightkeeper. Awesome. Part 13, uh, which you had to go to Customs. You had to find a flash drive, like the Pocket Watch, that's always there if you have the quest. Find this flash drive. Um, and then, oh yeah, you find it, extract with it, you turn that into mechanic, and then... Um, he decodes that flash drive for you. Then part 14 was the final humongous, humongous, just like rip of a stopgap for people. You have to go to labs and you have to find three vials, regents, omega, beta, and alpha of stuff. One is just chilling on a desk. One is in black room and one is in green room. And it was just like, and then, by the way, 
This, you had to find them. You had to survive the labs raid. You had to go into a lighthouse raid. And you had to hand these into Lightkeeper. And if you died on Lighthouse, you had to go back to Labs. And back into green. Back into black. Yeah. Was, what was the name of the quest? Was it the Proctologist? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty brutal. That was that was the final. There's no, there's just like so many people when they got this were like, I'm done. Like, I, I can't. And and some people were like, just camp labs and wait for somebody to open green. First just, of all. Just complete the quest. Yeah, exactly. First of all, I have been playing labs more frequently and nobody ever opens green because there's nothing in there. <laughs> Secondly, there's like never anybody on labs. If you go play labs, it's like you fight one other squad and then it's ghost town. Then you're just fighting raiders. Um, wait, wait, lab sounds like it would be fun then. <laughs> yeah, it, it has been. It's like one or two fights. That's the um, way that that's when it was great when there was like two fucking people that were legit players. And then the rest of the time you'd you'd farm the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is now. Last time I played it, you'd spawn in insta-die, and then I was like, okay, well, GG. Labs is fun. Yeah. Minus all my money so, and gear. This was like I I struggled to find the now. I mean, this literally could have been BSG's like, we actually just like eat a dick. We don't care. We don't want people, we don't want a lot of people finishing this quest. Go to a green room. And if that was their intention, then they executed on that successfully because it hard stopped a bunch of people. What I try to bring to this podcast, in my opinion, that I try to bring to light when I'm streaming is, is it consistent? And I would argue no, because a lot of these quests were much better designed than previous ones and much more accessible to people. A lot of the stuff you didn't need found in raid. A lot of the stuff was just like, go here and do this thing. And anybody can do it at any level. They, they expressed everybody through the Lightkeeper stuff. They made that a hundred times easier. You didn't even have to turn in the found and raid stuff. And then you get to this quest and it's just like, eat it. Go to labs. The, the Before before this quest came out, la green cars were going for 30 to 40 million rubles a piece. They were, as soon as this quest dropped, they were insta-bought out. And if you caught one on the, on the fleet, it was for 60 mil. So... And they it's paid like, 72 mil for a fee. I'm sure, yeah. So it's like, just have 60 mil, idiot. Wait, you know what I mean? Had, That's what it felt go, like. You had to go to like... So, okay, wait. I might have missed this earlier. You By this point, you already had access to Lightkeeper? Yes. At the end of the last quest, I think at the end of part 13, you uh, huh. you hand the flash drive in a mechanic, he encodes it for you, and then you go out... And go to Lightkeeper, and Lightkeeper is actually the one that gives you this quest. Oh, well, then it might as well be fucking get the tracksuit. Like, GG, this quest is going to stay in my unread email yeah. forever. <laughs> like, Yeah. So that was brutal because it felt like they were actually trying to create a quest line that not everybody could do. Distinctly, not everybody could do these things. A few of these are hard, like we said. A few of these are actually pretty difficult. But a few of them in this quest train were difficult but doable. And this one just felt like, just have the green key card. 
So once again, my Discord, there were a few people that had it. They were like running people, you know. Black is so much easier to get because there's a barter for it. Um, and so many people have bartered for it that they're just much less expensive on the flea market. Now, they're not inexpensive. You know what I mean? Like maybe eight or nine mil or something like that. But um, but n- not 60 mil. But uh, and, and then once again, they could have made this quest go to labs, find these three things that are not behind locked rooms, and then go to Lightkeeper and turn it in, and that would have been a hard quest. Yeah. It's hard to survive a labs raid. If you survive that labs raid, and you get cucked by a spawn on Lighthouse, and you spawn all the way by the road camp, it's going to be hard to get to Lightkeeper. Like, they could have made it hard, but every time you die, you could just do it again. You could at least try. But if you had somebody run you through green, you spent three days begging in Discord, somebody finally ran you through green, you got all things, and you died on your way, you're just stuck. Were those also pocket watch-like items? Yeah. Or were... mm-hmm. Okay. So they were always there. So they did one thing right. Yeah, one of the things. And and so it was just like, you, you were so close. This a quest would have landed and been sufficiently difficult and hard to do without arbitrary difficulty just like see and and this is what we talk about all the time if you found green key card on a dead scav and you didn't know what it was but you had it and you died with it so it wasn't found in raid this quest wasn't that hard to you but your skill level had nothing to do with it being less hard for you than other people it's just arbitrary just like have this random key. And if you do, (laughs) the quest is easier. And so without this, if they had just put them on labs, one in the basement, one on the first floor, one on the second floor, go hand them in the light keeper. You still have to buy the card every time you go to labs. It would have been sufficiently difficult, but doable. And I just don't understand why they added the green and black requirement. Um, or, or put one in manager's office. That key's like 80,000 rubles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody cares about that key. Put one in there. Um, I don't know. So that was rough. So that was part uh, That was part 14. Um, then part 15 was you had to um, go to Woods and find two flash drives that were pocket watch style. They were always in the bunker in the back of Woods. And you had to um, find these two flash drives. You had to survive that raid. You had to plant one of the flash drives in the manager's office on labs. And then you had to plant the other flash drive on um, at the Elper Chalet on Lighthouse. And if you die, you lose the flash drives. Now, there is the cool mechanic where you survive the woods raid. If you're going to take one to labs, you can store the other one in your like quest inventory in your hideout. So if you died on the labs raid, you could go to Lighthouse and plant that flash drive. And then two you people just have, have ever two people have ever done that. Feature. Yeah, I know. I forgot about it. Chat was like, yo, store the other one. I was like, that's totally genius. I've, ne- that's- I've never done that before. Like, yeah, I've never done it like specifically for a reason other than doing it right then. I knew you could do it. But um, so that one. So that one was fine. It was fine because it was hard. But if you died, the you could just go back to woods and get the flash drives. Right. It wasn't. There was no card requirement. There was no nothing. Just go do that. Then after you did that, we got the final day. And on the final day, you got we got part 16, 17, and 18. 
um, and 19. Part 16 was obtain 10 of the Abdoblos N stems. So you had to go back to Lighthouse or Shoreline and farm those weird scavs. And uh, you had to get um, 10 of them. And they had, and this, for this quest, they did have to be found in red. So this one was harder because you had to actually, every time you got one, you had to make sure you got it out. Um, but that was just turning 10 of those. Part 17 was... Um, hold on. Load. Uh, place a Wi-Fi camera on reserve. Boom. Part 17 done. Simple. And then part 18... How do they, how do they like, escalate and then de-escalate? Yeah. Run a marathon. Weird. Do three push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Drink this juice and then go hold your breath for 12 minutes. Yeah. Like, then, then beat Kobayashi in a fucking yeah. hot dog eating contest. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. That's why I want hot dogs so bad. Hot dog fingers. I would eat if you had hot dog fingers. I would, I would eat them because I. Wow. So I have three. It's not because I like your hot dog <laughs> fingers. It's because I, I have three weeks. Haven't to like eaten have a solid fucking food. hot dog, dude. Oh my god. <sighs> um, and then part eighteen was eliminate twenty five raiders while in RUAF uniform again. So same stuff, same things apply. Go get raiders. I just did that on labs. You could do that on reserve if you wanted to. Um, I did it on labs. And then that led to part 19. Part 19 was go shoreline nighttime. Eliminate seven targets. They could be scavs, bosses, guards, or PMCs. Just seven of anything in one raid on a night raid. Then go to the pier. Go all the way out to the tower on the pier. Shoot off a yellow flare. And then extract. So that was doable. Not a terrible one. You have to do it all in one raid. But the 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 proper level one sells the yellow flares, the handheld ones, and those work. So like that was really the only thing. It was largely just go kill seven things and then shoot off the flare. You know what I mean? So Is I that, just have there ever been any quests that are just like kill anything? Not until recently. Like the the ones that the, the earlier one, part ten was to kill anything. Uh, with the VSS, uh, they did a few, which is that it's fine because then if you find a player, it's whatever. If you run into a boss, that's fine as well. If you run into scavs, that's chill. It's chill. So this one was repeatable, especially since you knew every single raid, all the goons and all of Sanitar were there. So it's like if you you could have gone and tried to farm them, and that's six entities right there, and then just yeah, go shoot yeah. off the flare, or you could do what I did. I spawned on the other side of the map, so I just ran up and down the middle. Killing like sniper scav, a scab at resort, scavs at gas station, scavs at the pier, and I got my seven. And I, you know what I mean? You could do either way. So, which, however you wanted to do it, that was chill. And that was part 19. And the reward, now that we're actually here, the reward for the entire quest chain is you, it's an additional two rows in your stash permanently, not just for this wipe. It's a permanent addition. Uh, and you actually can't claim it until next wipe. It shows up on your account. Like, you know, the old Christmas uh, gifts. It shows up on your account there and you can activate it. And it's it's permanent. You can activate it every single wipe from here on out for forever. But you get two extra rows on your stash, which I thought was dope because they've never done anything like that before to increase stash size ever. Uh, so I prefer that over a Kappa <laughs> container or some T7 thermals or 100,000 USD. It's an actual practical reward 
that I, I'm actually just really surprised that someone with so many containers and so much gear and so much shit yeah. that two rows yeah. is relevant to you. Because for me, I like... It's not. Okay. But nothing is, right? Like, I go for Kappa every wipe, but three slots in my secure container is also irrelevant to me, right? Yeah, but I feel like that has more, like, utility in a raid. Like, For sure. Uh, from raid to raid, then... When I... what? Okay, here's how I would put it. If one day they swapped out my secure container with a 4x4, I would instantly notice. If they increased my stash size by two rows and never told me, I would never know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I think that's, like, probably... Yeah. For me, especially, like, you just scroll, right? Like... Maybe two vertical rows. That would actually be more interesting. Because... Oh, that's what a lot of people were saying two more columns would have been huge. And I actually think that would have been kind of dope, too. Even one more column. Yeah. You know how fucking annoying it is? Like, when I want to, like, play the Tetris of, like, I have a, a scav junk box, a scav junk box, and then, like, I turn the, like, weapon case here, but then it's that's, like, one yep. row down. So then yep. you need to put, like, your... Your fucking uh, like docs cases and key bars, and then underneath that you have like your meds case, but then it doesn't fit with like a meds case, like a yeah. grenade case. So you just always end up having these weird one-off like Tetris slots. You need to fucking yeah, Ugh. yeah. No, I know. I I just think like and, and and I think it's cool because it's different because we've never seen anything like it before because it's uh we've never we've never gotten expansion to the stash space before. But here is, it does, um, oh shoot, I gotta move your camera a little bit. Um, it does, um, okay. It does go back to what we were talking about of, well, okay, we actually weren't talking about this. <sighs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What it makes me think of is, what was the intention? Because... Who would have benefit? Who benefits most from two extra rows in their stash space? Non EOD users and newer players to the game. So, but are the newer players to the game will never do the quest? That's what I'm saying. Is that it was on track to be something that maybe not a new player could could do, but somebody that's been around for a wipe or two could have kept up with these. Except for those pressure points, except for find a random melee weapon that you're never going to find, find the random Lexos key that you're never going to find, and get into black and green. Other than that, the quest, other than those three things, all of the quests were appropriate. The item was always there if you had to go find it. If you if you died and lost it, you could go do it again. Sanitar is 100% spawn chance, so there wasn't any RNG in finding his bag. Like, other than those three pressure points... This actually could have been something that everybody could have done. Largely everybody could have done, including the people. So at the top, you got people like me that would do it just because it's something, right? It's a reward. You know, like the, the people that do tracksuit, it's like, I'll do anything for something. So it was worth it for the people at the top to do just because it was cool. I wish it was more worth it for the people in the middle and towards the bottom to do because they would actually benefit from the utility of it. Yeah. And so that was my, that was what, that was, that was the thing where I was like, man, where's the, what was the intention with this? And did the reward match whatever that intention was? I don't know. 
I thought it was cool though. I I think the two rows are sick. I mean, remove remove like the two remove the labs quest or tweak the the labs like yeah. And the other one, like th there, there were like three of them that were like really shitty. Yep. Make those better in ways that it, we don't need to repeat because we that are very easy to do. <laughs> yeah, ad nauseum, and then make it a column or two columns instead of two yep. rows. And now you have a, a, like a really cool long fucking quest line. Yep. That's that's attainable and manageable. Yeah. So. Overall, um, I like, and once again, there's criticisms. Overall, I think this is the one of the best long-form quest chains they've ever done. It's one of the coolest pre-wipe experiences they've ever done. It's, in my opinion, still the coolest reward for any quest, even though I agree with what you're saying. It's still a reward that sticks with your account forever, right? It's not just a reward that here's 50,000 USD and we're going to wipe it. So on the whole, if we look at the entire thing, Jesse Kazam gives us a solid 7.7. .7. And if I was giving out scores, a lot of the recent stuff would have a hard time breaking threes, my brothers in Christ. So that was sick. The, the, thing, the thing was that the, there were three really bad pressure points. Those pressure points didn't seem to make sense because everything else felt like they were trying to get, help everybody through it. And those pressure points were incredibly easy to design around so that they yeah. didn't have to they didn't have to be there. So those are the criticisms. There were criticisms. I think overall it was sick. And overall, I want to applaud them that they're moving in the right direction. More stuff like this. Because some of the stuff that should have made sense just made sense. The Bitcoins didn't have to be found in raid. The first stims you needed didn't have to be found in raid. All of the items you needed to get were the pocket watch type items. There were flash drives. There was a laptop. The regents on labs. All that stuff was there every time you had the quest active. A lot of the criticism we've given the quest design team were implemented here. <clears throat> but it's kind of all for nothing if at any point there's just like a hard lock where now, you know... The, the same 5% or like 3% of players that got Lightkeeper that get Kappa every wipe, anytime there's a lock where only those 3% get through, it's kind of all for nothing, right? Because it's like, yeah. oh, come on. So I want to say that for sure, that I thought it was better. I thought it was moving in the right direction. I really, th I, I, and, and, I, and what I loved was that you didn't have to follow the lore too quickly. The quest designs uh, largely in and of themselves were enough. Because then, like, you got those flash drives on woods, and then you planted one on labs, and you planted one somewhere else, and then the message you get from Fence is like, okay, cool, thank you, they're going to have the fake evidence now. And you're like, I'm planting evidence, like, you're setting up Sanitar, you're like, this is crazy. So, overall, one and a half thumbs up, close. Uh, and then the other part of it that we don't know, everybody, so part 19 dropped, you know, you complete it and it says, this is the end of the quest line. You get your stash space. Everybody was like, wipe tomorrow, right? And I was like, no, like 18 people have finished this today. You know what I mean? Most people weren't be able to do every quest every day. So the question, so they, uh, it was Tuesday or Wednesday that the last quest dropped and we finished them. Um, I, we, now the question is, we don't know how long they're going to give everybody to like make it through. 
right? Yeah. Or if they're going to address some of these concerns. Like the concern with the SPA was the SPA was the machete, super frustrating. Two, three days later, they increased the spawn of the machete. So like maybe, you know, we don't know if they're going to address some of these other concerns. We don't know whatever. We don't know how long they're going to get, allow people to get through the quest chain. Uh, and this was like undoubtedly a pre-wipe type event, but we don't know if now maybe next week they're going to start the like, everything is one ruble, raiders are everywhere, every, you know, that type of thing, more traditional pre-wipe events. So this was undoubtedly a pre-wipe event style of thing, but that doesn't mean necessarily wipe is tomorrow. <clears throat> we don't know what's happening. The other, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. The other, um, thing that kind of happened that like threw fire on the conspiracy theory of when the wipe is the two things the abdoblos n stim has a 25 percent chance to instant kill you it's hilarious it's largely for the quest so nobody cares um but the the buffs and debuffs last for 1008 seconds 1008 0810 so people think august 10th because they do day month over there not month day so 10, 8 would be August 10th. So people are thinking that. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just trolling you, but maybe. The other thing was BSG tweeted out an official, like the Tarkov account tweeted out uh, an image and it was like, here are some tournaments coming up. Just like cool stuff. And it was like July 28th, 29th, and 30th was the Tarkov Help PMC Madness Russian tournaments. The Hunt Premier uh, Amped Tournament, which they've already done the NA and the EU, the uh, OCE one, was July 29th. And then the third thing was the Hunt Premier Wipe Day Tournament, time and date TBA. And then below that was the Crossfire EU Tournament, August 19th. So people started freaking out. They were like, oh, that means the wipe day tournament is before August 19th. The wipe has to be between August 1st and August 19th. Which might be right. Or you said, okay, wait. You said 1,008 seconds? Yeah. 1,008 divided by 60 is 16.8. August 16th? August, oh, 816? Oh, my God. Is that a Thursday? Look it up. It's a Wednesday, but listen. So, I don't know. So, basically, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know whether to call that, what to call that. But, um, obviously, they said the wipe is in August. Obviously, they did this big, long quest line, and that was supposed to be, uh, like, you know, something Nikki mentioned in the wipe. We've had a bunch of events going on, so we'll see. We... We'll see. But that was the the Tarkov sphere that happened this past week. It was crazy. It really was cool. It was cool being a part of like playing every day and like the quests were dropping and we were like trying to figure out like where the things are, you know, how many of these do I have to get? Um, I, dude, I got... It was it was super funny. I got some quests early. Um, they time gated, so it was like the last the last day. I was a little behind, so I completed a, yesterday's quest. And when I completed yesterday's quest, I got the three quests, the final three. But all of the flavor text was just random letters and numbers, 
so it didn't I couldn't understand but it would sh it showed me like zero out of ten turned in and I could click turn in because I had one of the sims like oh we have to turn in ten of these and then like one was zero out of twenty five and I didn't do anything I didn't tweet it but like the freaking People were like coming in asking me for screenshots and stuff. And like people were tagging me on Twitter, like, all oh, the quests got leaked on Jesse Kazam's stream. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Oh, no. But all, I just restarted my game and they went away. But like I saw all three of them before anyone else did. It was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. But that was the Tarkov. That was the Tarkov smear. That was everything that happened in Tarkov this past week. Uh, before we move on, we have some cool stuff to talk about. I want to hear about some stuff going on in Diablo. I do want to take a second and thank the sponsor for this episode. And that is HelloFresh, like we said uh, earlier. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trips to the grocery store. Um, it's awesome. We've used HelloFresh for a really long time. Both of us, but me personally, has used HelloFresh for uh, a really, really long time. It's really cool. Uh, my favorite thing about it, I say this every time, but it's because it truly is. It's how convenient it is. There's like 30 recipes. You can pick whichever one you want. You can pick what style of food you want. You want more protein. Do you want, you know, vegan? Do you want low calorie? Do you want quick and easy? They have recipes that are ready in like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes or less. They have more complicated ones. You can push yourself as a cook. You can stick to simple stuff. Super convenient, super easy. Super delicious. It, what I would do right now <laughs> to eat literally anything from HelloFresh, Hello I'm telling you, I, personally, oh. take it from me, as someone on a liquid diet for, because Dude. of my surgery, I would pay $1,000, $1,000 for I believe you. literally anything on this menu right now. Oh. oh my god oh my god even the things that like normally i wouldn't even yeah like, like everything's amazing roasted veggie kale salad i i would pay a thousand dollars right now if i could eat that <laughs> and Dude. i don't even know what kale is yeah but it looks unbelievable but you can chew it and that is would be incredible um, yeah, it's really cool. They have this whole like HelloFresh market thing that you can get. You can add things to your meal if you want like extra stuff, if you're having a party or if you've got something, you can do backyard bratwurst bar, tangy key lime pie, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, over 40 menu items, which is awesome. And for people like me, we, uh, we definitely fell into that trap where it was like, oh, we didn't do a grocery order. Let's go out. And it's like these days, if even just if me or my wife are eating, it's like 40 bucks. It's like 30, 40 bucks no matter where we go. And so that trap is a slippery one to go down. So this ends up saving you a ton of money if you are somebody that goes out to eat quite a bit. Um, we love it. We've used it a ton. Uh, it's been crazy, the amount of variety that's in there, so you don't have to eat the same things over and over again. It is awesome. So you can go to hellofresh.com slash podcast and use code podcast50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash podcast and use code podcast50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Um, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. 
I can't wait to eat real food. Yeah, dude, that's Hello, gotta... Hello Fresh uh, liquid menu when? Bro, yeah, <laughs> liquid only diet, please. Ugh. Have you uh, supified any other foods? No, like, no. Didn't you I'm... say you tried mac and cheese or something? I don't even want to talk about the pureed mac and cheese. I uh, on a couple days ago, I had my my uh, my three week follow up uh, with with the doctor. Um, actually, no, two week follow up um, after the surgery with the doctor. Okay. Everything's good. All of the uh, the six holes in me are all uh, woof. I, they're all like super tiny. Um, it was all they were glue too. It's like glue. Um, Does it like dissolve on its own over time? It literally like you know, you know when you get like a new credit card in the mail, and you pull the credit card <laughs> off, and it's got and it's got like the the little sticky like boogers. Bro! That's yes! like what it it, it just kind of like you can kind of just like rub. It's basically like what it is. It's just like a glue. So. Because what they actually do is because there's like the incision in your skin, but then there's like the actual incision in like the muscle and whatever. Yeah, underneath. yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually sew that up, um, but I think maybe they dissolve or whatever, and then like the the top they just glue. Um, just like a melted gummy bear on top. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's literally just like every day. Just like after I get out of the shower, I'm like, oh, you know, just like pull one off. It doesn't hurt or anything like yeah. that. Um, it's like... Bro, you said, you know when you get a new credit card and I knew exactly <laughs> where you were going. I was like, just rub that adhesive. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, oh my it's God. Not, it's not bad. And honestly, the worst part is that, so they had to like shave my like like happy trail you know, <laughs> because because the, the one of the incisions was literally, it goes into the belly button, like right into oh. the... It not not like into the belly button, but oh. right up to the edge of the belly oh, button. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so now it's just like, oh, I gotta, gotta. <sighs> dude, that's weird. How are you feeling? Like now that you're a few weeks past it, are you feeling the effects of it being better? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I yeah. feel completely normal. That's dope. Completely normal. No, no side effects um, from the surgery. No, like all of the symptoms I was having. Um, like now the, the, so before i was like constantly like felt like i was choking and had to like cough and like clear my throat yeah but it would never go away right now because my esophagus is like this big still it's like you know they're still swollen it's still whatever yeah. um it's like things don't always go down fully as easily as i want so like i i still have to clear my throat every now and then but it's like to be able to go <clears throat> and then it's gone yeah it's like oh God, it's like I almost like clear my throat more than I need to because it's so yeah. It's ten years of not being able to satiate the that's you know that sensation of For like oh sure. so I'm that's I'm crazy. just so fucking relieved that it's all over and 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 now I'm on like I can have I'm supposed to like finally chop the pasta I just chew it real good <laughs> like uh, I finally the, the, chop it up here yeah yeah the the. The, the biggest thing is that the doctor said, uh, I have three weeks until I can actually, like, have a normal diet. And it's like, there's a list of things I can't have. And it's like, bread is the biggest thing, like, anything having to do with bread. Because it expands so much, with, like, oh. moisture and everything, that the biggest thing they're worried about is, like, if something gets stuck going down... Because it's, like, it's just a ton of pressure now that yeah. wasn't there before. It it's it could hurt a lot 
it's not actually like choking it's more of like yeah. you'll be in a lot of pain interesting um you know so and i can't i still can't lift anything heavy which is fine by me um <laughs> we had like a bed frame delivered i'm like yeah, i'm just gonna sit here and uh <laughs> my wife's gonna you yeah you grab the other okay. end come on well, you know lift, i got a lift doctor's note yeah no she wouldn't oh. let me anyway but they're, they're worried about like hernias and, and whatnot but otherwise i feel completely normal um i'm on like a decent diet like i can have fucking spaghettios i had ramen for lunch today and nice. so as far as i'm concerned i'm basically back to normal yeah yeah yeah. um but i really very very much want a burger and a hot oh. dog and a steak and a pizza and a pizza yep so badly but yeah meatball sub Ooh. anyway that's that's yeah, all we get, good that's a dangerous road to go down just start naming all the foods oh god how many foods do i want to eat right now <laughs> yeah yeah oh, how's just... uh how's the diablo been uh good good um i've been uh i posted uh two diablo video well three um, bro i saw the rogue build went nuts i mean i honestly didn't think that that was gonna go as well as it did um yeah like the first video i made that was like kind of the controversial one it's been a few weeks and it got 170,000 views didn't yeah. expect that i mean if you look at my last two tarkov videos they were highlight videos but like 8,000 views 9,000 views yeah. and then diablo 170k now the next one i did was like a little super cut of like my montage fighting uber lilith the like end game boss yeah um now that only got 4,000 views um but then the next video I did four days ago was it was just like a rogue build that I came up with that was like uh, an, a sort of unique take on effectively like a meta build that everyone has been running. But this was like different enough that it was actually interesting and unique. Yeah. And that's at 161,000 views. Yeah. Um, so I'm like super encouraged. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm like I'm like nervous to try to figure out like what what I'm gonna like try to tap into what I'm working on now. I, so I basically have like a giant list of ideas. Yeah. Um, what I'm working on now that I'm totally struggling with what to call it and or what like the thumbnail would be. You're good with this. Maybe you'll have an idea. <laughs> um, but basically, it's like the 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 not sexy way of explaining it is it's like a leveling diary. Where it's like, I started mm. a new character. There's a big patch, a massive patch coming on Tuesday that's like buffing a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. They're like doubling the number of like um, mobs in like dungeons, which is like, thank Christ. You know, it's like literally they showed like a little map in the in the, the dev talk of like all the little red dots. And it was like, you know, there's a clump here and a clump here and a clump here. Now it's like, take control, paste everything and just drag it up. And it was like, <laughs> it's just, they're just everywhere which is going to be so dope. satisfying with like yeah, if you have an AOE like explosion yeah. you're just going to mow everything down which is like the point of like yeah, these ARPGs. that's the power fantasy you yeah. want to you, you want to be a weed whacker just just taking 100%, shit down yeah um so it's it's effectively like I'm starting a, a, a barbarian build before it gets buffed and I'm going to level and mm. every step along the way I'm doing the whole like here's where I'm going to level here's where I, I picked yeah, up my yeah, first yeah. rare item. I picked up my first legendary item. You know, I I hit level ten. Where are my skill points going to go? I'm gonna. I want to experiment with these new skills. I try them out. Nope, they feel like shit. I switch back. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. 
because mm. I think I think having the perspective of like what do I do in what order where do I go what should I think about I think is something that a yeah. lot of newer slash more casual players which is like ninety percent of the fucking player base or yep. like gamer dads um, yeah I, I think it would be interesting and I, and I'm also some of the more interesting things I want to talk about is how many hours it takes me, how many hours of gameplay, because I'm not, like, going and power leveling anywhere, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm playing like I personally would normally, which is I'm trying to find the right balance between grinding while also not being totally boring. Like, I'm not... The, the meta is to go yeah. and do the same dungeon over and over and, over and never finish it, but just leave and restart it for like 40 levels like oh, sorry geez. i don't want to do that right <laughs> yeah so i'll go to this one and then this one and then this one and then this one and then maybe i'll do this one like five or ten times because when you kill the boss he drops potentially good stuff so i'm rolling the dice yeah but then i'm gonna go here and i'm bored i'm gonna go here you know so it's a little bit more realistic while also that makes a lot of sense not being like totally i'm gonna just walk and kill everything in between like it, that would be a little slow and boring for sure um so i have no idea that's one of those things like I could see it doing very well. I could also see it kind of not being interesting. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it depends on what I fucking call it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like a it's kind of a catch 22 where I find a lot of times if sometimes if I know the name of a video that helps me put together the video better, but sometimes while I'm putting together the video, I find the perfect like name for a video. So it's like you, you never know how to do it. There's a because I definitely think that that would be a cool take on a genre that is so like meted out like this, like use this gun, use this gun, use this build, use this, use rogue, yeah. druid sucks, use this. This is best DPS. If there's some way to like express regular joe's yeah like guide. like like how to how to really play diablo how how real people play diablo or yeah how, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah yeah like i don't want to just make it like a leveling guide because that's not what it yeah. is but it's honestly it's more information that's more helpful and more useful than any leveling guide yeah 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 because every oh, leveling so, guide will, will be so meted out and yes. this is like the every man's leveling guide so it's like uh, so where my brain went was like how to make, how to, something along the lines of how to play Diablo and have fun, how to make Diablo fun. That's a terrible title. Nobody will click on that. But that was just like the sentiment, like idea. the yeah. sentiment of meta isn't fun. You know what I mean? Like meta all the time isn't fun. Meta is fun to like strive to achieve. But like you were saying, like meta is boring. So, so that's where, so you take that sentiment and then I flip it into something aggress aggressive. So like, like, yeah, like meta is boring. Watch this video, or like this video is not for Diablo meta cucks. Like that <laughs> title would be like, you know what I mean? Would be like, oh, holy God. cow, I, you know, something. It, like would, that. it would do really well, and I and like half of the creators that I've never met <laughs> that would probably fucking hate me. You know, true, like, yeah, true. But like that's the so that's the that's the sentiment of like how to actually have fun leveling and like use your brain how do you create a now while at the same time it is like I, I want it to be like totally honest and totally real like there are it, it, actually today there was a couple points where i hit and i'm like i'm so fucking bored like what am i gonna do yeah. to like you know like uh, so they're diablo meta is boring do this instead 
something not once again not necessarily that but like if yeah. that if that's part of it of like doing this one dungeon over and over again is super boring so that's something here's that how I, you can have fun and actually level now i that, that was the video that i said i finished today it was it was literally like from level one to 15 it was like a 20 minute mm. video Gotcha. Um, like today I'm already at like level 42 or 43. So like I've got like episodes lined up. Yeah. If it does well, you know, I basically was like, if you guys yeah. want to see more, like, let me know if it, you know, if, yeah, if it doesn't, if it gets 4,000 views, then I don't your time. think yeah. it would be worth investing more time into. Um, now the other thing, the other thing I want to, uh, I want to do a video on that I think is, uh, a little bit more of the controversial, um, it, it it's it's going to be one of those videos that's like kind of a criticism, but I want to make sure I come at it from the perspective of like I don't want to add to the shitty negativity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's something that just like needs to be said because nobody says nobody has said this before, and it's entirely possible that the devs haven't thought about this in this yeah. way or whatever. Um, but it's basically like Tarkov has a communication. Sorry, not Tarkov. Jesus fuck Christ. I mean, Tarkov does, but uh, <clears throat> Diablo has a uh, Freudian slip, Nikishan slip. I legit will spit my drink. Oh, my God. <laughs> Diablo has a communication problem, and there's like just a ton of a ton of things in the game that are either in no way communicated to you or communicated yeah. ambiguously or in, I, I would also say misleadingly, like it's either ambiguous okay. or it's confusing. Well, I guess, you know, those kind of go hand in hand or yeah. they don't tell you at all or they tell you. And it's like, I wish you didn't tell. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Which I think I might've talked about. There's something called like your attack power um, in the game. Yeah. That's like the top number on your fucking character. It's just attack power. And it says an evaluation of the damage you deal based on your offensive stats scaled with your currently wielded weapons damage and speed. Now, I can tell you right now that I can switch two pieces of gear and my actual damage output will av go from an average of maybe like 500,000 damage to 40,000 damage and my attack power goes up by 200 points yeah yeah so why it's, beca have it's that because number? like because it's trying to what it's communicating is like this is how good your your entire gear is your whole setup yeah. is but what it doesn't it, it literally takes into account like your main skill and like the weapon dps yeah but it doesn't take into account the 19 synergies you have built in yeah. With like, you know, like all of the different multipliers and all of the different like my boots have a frost trail on them. So when I walk towards an enemy, they instantly become frozen and then crowd controlled. And then I have 90 percent multipliers on all my things for crowd controlled. And then when they die, they explode and doing three times damage to all the adjacent things. None of that's taken into consideration. Yeah. And if so you, you take off those boots, your attack power goes up. But, like, you lose that complete synergy. Yeah, I could probably get, like, boots with higher armor, which would, like, be, like, meaningless. Yeah. And yet it would be, like, you know, you're, you have a, a better, yeah. maybe not attack it's power, like, but. You know what's funny? I saw this video. I saw this short video where somebody was explaining, like, 
he was like, he was like, we need to come up with a name for the phenomenon of like when there's a subject that is so complicated that the very nature of trying to simplify it to explain it to somebody breaks it. Like the like it's, it's this is the, like Dunning Kruger adjacent. Yeah, I think I think he was talking about like uh I don't know. Maybe it was like someone's talking about Oppenheimer and talking about like the particle physicists or something like that. But it was just it was that idea that like there are certain things that are so complex that if you want to understand them, you can't get the TLDR. You just have to learn it because the TLDR would actually break the laws of the thing you're trying to explain because you can't simplify the thing. And so like that's what it made me think of like this attack power. It's like they're trying to take the tremendous amount of complexity they put in the game and they just want it. They just like they for the guys that are just like, just give me a number. Did it was this better or worse? And they do it. And that can never suffice yeah. because it can't. Dude, that's can't. exactly that's exactly like bringing in a little bit about what we talked about fucking last week with the flat earth stuff. One of the most yeah. common things, one of the most common things they cite is like air um uh, like uh like NASA engineering manuals and a whole bunch of other um like fighter pilot manuals and what they say is for the purposes of these simulations we assume a flat we assume like uh, a flat non-moving earth like yeah with, like no atmosphere you know like whatever they just they, they assume super simple everything to do a bunch of like examples For right sure yeah so that and and every flat earther highlights it and says a flat earth with a non-moving oh my, yeah, and it's like my. it's nasa even admits to us and oh it's like no God. they're just trying to like it's a it's a given this absurd x for simplicity's yeah. sake right Ugh, it's but. like when we're like in a universe where we have hot dog fingers and nikita communicates well that's that's what they're doing they're like hey in a universe where there's no atmosphere this is how it would simulate because then it's just easier to extrapolate the math not because the earth is <laughs> yeah yeah so and then another one i just recently figured out while i was working on this guide um which i actually kind of want to explain a little bit just a, a little bit of it um and see what like your take is like what your interpretation would be as someone who's like a gamer but might not you know know a ton about diablo i'm sure you've seen yeah. these games you know how like there's like a big globe that's like your health globe it's like filled with blood yeah you know that kind of yeah. thing so there's a mechanic in the game um that is called where are you that's called uh fortify okay there's also okay. another mechanic called barrier. And both of them are like they're like an effect on that globe. Okay. So barrier is like a blue thing that'll like like you have your red health globe and the blue kind of like can grow to some extent to some amount of that globe. Okay. And so and what barrier is is it's literally like extra health. So, yeah. like, if you have 100 HP and 50 barrier and you get hit for 75, you'll have 75 HP. health, right? Like, it just it's yeah. just on top, right? Yeah. But then Fortify, it, like, looks the same, but instead it's, like, a darker red over the red, okay. which gets really confusing because you can be, like, poisoned, which then, like it'll it'll like green tint everything but then it also shows you what your current health is but what like the damage over time is 
So there's like a line. There's like four lines, and it's like super fucking. So like fortify, like, your poison, your HP, your damage. And you can have HP. a barrier. You can have all of these oh, things at once. Jesus. And it's all on what? So it, it's super annoying and complicated. But so what? This mechanic, the way it works is, when you when you have the number of fortify points equal to your life. Okay. You are fortified. Okay. So if you're if if you have 100 HP and you're like gaining fortify, gaining fortify, and you get to 100 fortify, you see like a it looks like an armored thing around your health bar. Gotcha. Boom, you're fortified. And then if you hover over anything that talks about fortify, there's a tooltip that says fortified characters take 10% reduced damage. You become fortified when you have as much fortify as your current life. Cool. That seems fairly straightforward. Uh-huh. <laughs> but things but get a not. little bit yeah, things get a little bit weird. Now you can never have more fortified than your life. It's always just like okay. you know, up to your life total. And if you're so, like are missing health, if you have like fifty HP, but you're fortified built up to fifty, it just fortifies you there. You would be fortified. At that yeah, okay. Yep. Now here's where it gets confusing. When you're fortified at 50 HP, you know, 50, 50 fortify, you're, you're fortified. Now, if you hit the heal button, your health goes up and you lose fortify. Oh, independent of the fortify. Okay. Because the fortify needs to be like yeah, you gain yeah. fortify elsewhere. Gotcha. You know, when you get hit or you kill things or whatever. So you heal and you just lost the, the thing. thing. So people are like, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to heal, right? Like, I'm no longer fortified. I'm not getting the damage reduction. The problem is, so, so, so people interpret that as like, you're in a worse state, right? Like, would you rather have 50 HP and 50 fortify or 51 HP and 50 fortify? Yeah. You yeah. actually want 51, even though you lose the fortify because the way that the damage calculations and everything works is that you get hit with damage and it, yeah it um the, the, what was the example i gave earlier um I'm, I'm probably gonna fuck up the math here but like let's say you have like 60 hp okay and no maybe it was 50 hp i don't know i guess the numbers don't really matter we need to do the fucking math in our heads um what ends up happening is it's not like you aren't fortified, so you take the full damage. What ends up happening is the amount of health you have above fortify gets, like, subtracted from the, the total health. Oh. And then you're fortified, and then it reduces the remaining oh, down. Oh, shoot. It's, like, almost adjacent to, like, overflow damage in a weird way in Tarkov. But, like, yeah. so it... So it in one hit, there's multiple steps that happen. Yeah, so, that's so, fascinating. So you still want the extra HP. Yes. So the way that I think about it is it's almost like imagine if every health bar... Imagine like in Mario, you have the little heart. Imagine if the heart could have armor. Yeah. You've got like armored hearts, and then you're gaining other hearts. You haven't lost the armored hearts... When you get hit, you'll you'll take damage to those hearts, but then as soon as you hit the armored hearts, well now they take it, you know it, interesting. It, so, so the if damage you're gets gaining reduced. Fortify, like I don't. How do you gain fortify? 
killing things, getting hit. Okay. There's a million so like, ways. You've got 100 HP and you you fight a mob and now you're at 25, fortify. If for some reason you get absolutely ganked, your health goes down to 25, you get fortified at 25 and then any extra damage. So that means, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So if you're at 50 fortify and 50 HP, healing means that if you're at 50 fortify and 50 HP and you heal up to 60 HP and something deals 20 damage, 10 damage comes off and yep. then you become fortified and then it recalculates the remaining 10 damage as so take the 10%, 10 so you get 10%. nine. Exactly. So you so if you're at 50 fortify and 60 HP and you get hit for 20, you end up you getting hit for 19. 19. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. So you're so you'd still rather heal. Heal up. Yeah. But but the game communicates you had you are fortified. Yeah, and then you, you had lost this bonus it. and now you lost it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also counterintuitive that you gain this buff when you get hit. Yeah. Because if you had if you have less fortified than your health, you're not fortified and you get hit, it's like you're Boom. fortified. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's just this weird thing that's like the way that they should do it. Is if they removed the 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 name fortified, if they removed the state, yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as confusing because it's, yeah. it's going in and out of the state that makes you think you're like losing something or gaining something when all yeah. when like all you need to know is that you've got this amount of protection on this health. You have no yeah. sorry, you have protection on this amount of health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a way more straightforward way of of putting it but like nobody nobody understands it that way yeah. so nobody uses it or very few people use it um other than a few builds that like they have their damage scale off of fortify so it's like okay. they don't even care about like the the defensive version they just want to be able to like oh build up have, fortify yeah if they're fortified they do 50 percent more damage so it's like cool i just want to always be fortified but they're not paying attention to the damage reduction side of it yeah um but then, like, there's whole barbarian builds. Like, the druids are the ones that, like, have a bunch of fortify and, you know, like, yeah. the whole, like, Gaia life energy bullshit that, you know, druids have with <laughs> them, right? But then, like, barbarians have this whole, like, this whole, like, thick skin, you know, defensive shit where it's, like, you become fortified, you might be able to do more damage or whatever. But, yeah. but when you actually, like, look at it and think about it, it just doesn't seem, like, sexy because... It's so hard to be to stay fortified. Yeah. The moment you heal, like there are other abilities that are like you heal whenever you hit a thing. It's like, well, now I can't use this ability with this other thing yeah. because I'm constantly going to be fucking over my fortified state. But you're not. Yep. Now, when you're if you have 50 HP and 50 fortify, you're fortified. You get hit for 10 damage. Does your HP and your fortify lower? Like you yep. remain fortified. Gotcha. Yep. So then that yeah, 10 so damage becomes 9 damage, and now you're 41 HP, 41 fortify. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But it's like, it's just shit like this that it's like, yeah. you're confuses people. Nobody understands fortify versus barrier. Nobody understands attack power. Nobody understands. I, you know, Dill Hero from yeah. Tarkov? So he, me and him have been like grinding Diablo like super hard. Cool. Um, he's, he's like, he helped me a ton with the Uber Lilith builds, like the whole poison, you know, mm. whatever. Um, and I was like molding the other day because I made my whole build guide. Right. And he was like, yeah. awesome build guide. And then he had another build 
that was like kind of like a little bit more meta, but then he started tweaking it and kind of like incorporating some of the stuff that I had, plus some other ideas that I had, but you know, I'm not, not taking it from me, but just like in general, like yeah. Fury crafted a kind of interesting build, but then had a ton of other things in it that like I was constantly saying, yeah, but why do you like have that? Like, it just doesn't yeah. seem like that would be good. And, and we've talked about the whole vulnerable versus critical versus yeah, all this yeah. other stuff. And I'm like, on paper, his build looked like shit. <laughs> like, literally, I put everything. We, he made his build plan. I made my build plan. And you look at the stats, and it's like, I have 80% more life. I have 400 more critical strike damage. 20% more critical strike chance. I've got three times his vulnerable damage. The only numbers that he had that were bigger than mine were numbers that just aren't good numbers. Yeah. And somehow he was doing 6 million with every hit, and I was doing 600,000. And it's like, now, the interesting part of that is, is that I could still, I was just deleting everything. So it didn't yeah. matter. It's not like I was struggling. I was yeah. way over, you know. But it's like, but you were why like, why the fuck is this happening? Is it bro? And he had no idea. Like he didn't know why. That's wild. He was removing shit, removing things, moving stuff around, redoing everything. And it was like, I just removed this thing. And I, and I, and I like my damage got in half and then he put it back and then he moved something else. And he's like, wait, now my damage is double what it was. But I'm doing 10 million. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? It, it's so infuriating. To think, like, to go above and beyond and research this shit, and I, yep. like, go deeper than most people, Yeah. and I'm totally spent, you know, I actually, for the first time ever, before I made this build guide, went so deep and was up doing my own Paragon board. I don't know if you've ever seen fucking Paragon boards. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a more complicated skill tree with this whole oh, okay. other meta around it. There's, like, these boards that have, like, all these different nodes, and the order of the boards matters and each of the board have their own oh, name with shoot. their own custom nodes and the further you go the more expensive things get and you only have a certain number of points so the pathing really matters there's like a ton of complexity there and i min maxed the fuck out of it it was perfect and i looked at his i'm like this needs some work man you know like i i have like could make the philosophy of the paragon board like min maxing video yeah. and i want to except He's doing 10 times the damage, and I don't know if it's in spite of his shitty Paragon board or if it's because of it, because and there's something I don't get. Dude, that's Why, wild. It's so it's so frustrating that, like, I we none of us know why anything is working the way it is. Yeah. Half of the things that we experience, I can't tell if they're broken or there's some interaction I don't get. Like, there's a thing that I have that says you have a 10% chance— of all of your attacks having like poison and cold and shadow on them at once. There's a 10% yeah. chance, okay? And then I have another thing that is based on a lucky hit chance. And my lucky hit chance is like 30%. And it says okay. when you get a lucky hit, you have a 75% chance of exploding in a, like a frozen explosion. Okay. So the way that the math ends up working is it's like a... 75% chance of a 30% chance of a 33% chance of a 10% chance. Oh, my God. And it was bang, 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 bang. 
Why did it just happen 10 times in a row? And you, and of course, you have the Tarkov-esque people that are like, well, you know, sometimes when you flip a coin 10 times, you're going to get heads. I'm like, fuck you. That's not it, man. That's not it, man. I'm like, watch this. And I go, bang, 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 click, click, bang, 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 click, bang. I'm like, why? When it's supposed to be five out of 100, is yeah. it nine out of 10? Like, and what's going on? Dude, and it's crazy because like, how do you even... If there's like a bug, if there's do like I a submit a bug report or do I make a video on the new meta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. But like, God, it's that's so complex. Like, I just can't imagine debugging. Like, if one thing, you know, it displays to the character as you know five percent, but it's accidentally fifty percent because of how many things it touch. Like that one additional zero, that one decimal point move could be the difference between six hundred thousand damage and six million damage. Or there could be a real reason, but like that stuff is just so, there's so much. And when you start dealing with exactly like what you said, 30% to do this, if then 50% chance, if then 70% chance, if then 10% chance, like that stuff is just like a complete mind cuck. Like how do you even Yeah, grow? and and what makes it worse, you want to start controlling variables. Cool. So I have this amulet that has these four stats and it's socketed with a thing that I've only ever found one of. Okay. If I insert something else into the socket, that thing gets destroyed forever. No. So in order to test this, I need to find another oh, God tier. I see what you're Four saying. out of four stat thing. Because, you know, if I get a plus three ranks to some skill and a plus three ranks Bro. to some skill and then like, you know, a 10% damage affix. Well, then I, if I really wanted to compare like with like, I need to find another thing. Yeah. Or spend millions and millions and millions of gold just buying one to do the test to then maybe not know still, right? Yeah. Yep. So there's that. And then if I want to go, you, so you, you, um, all of these different paragon nodes, as well as the skill tree, they're free to use. You have the points. You, okay. you might have 256 points, but the higher you get up in levels, the more expensive it is to refund. Oh, okay. And if you have 250 of them across six boards, there's no way to refund all. You have to click, 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 click. And each time it's like 80,000 gold, 80,000 gold, 80,000 gold, 80,000. It costs 7 million gold, which is a lot of fucking gold. Seven million gold to completely refund a pair to, to refund re it, and then you have to do it again. And if and if you and you test it for a little bit, and you find out that either there's a change or there isn't a change. Well, is it was it somewhere in the 250 steps along the way? Well, now I want to go back to what I had before because I was just testing. Well, another seven million each shit. So it's like, and then even if I want to go test it, every attack has a. 8,472 8, to 9,642 base damage, oh. but that's multiplied by 10 other million things that... So it's like you have RNG. Dude. So it's just impossible to fucking Someone know. Someone said it in chat. Incoming battle buddy for Diablo 4. You have all the items and all the stats, and you could like run something a thousand simulations. Oh my god. Well, now, That is tremendously complicated. Interestingly enough, I was actually like looking into it. We were talking about it on stream, and I don't know if I don't know if this like lately there's been a lot of 
I've gotten three different cases where I've gotten emails from either like companies or like things about things I was talking about on stream. And I don't know if they were watching yeah. or if someone else in one case, I know someone else was watching and then they went and told someone else like a company or like, Hey, you know, whatever. And then, then the company like reached out to me and I'm like within like 10 minutes, uh, I'm still live. And I just, wow. I just ranted about a thing and I get an email and I'm like, Oh shit. Um, but so I get an email the other day from, I don't want to give any details. I don't know. I, I haven't talked to them yet. I don't know anything other than we might be working on a thing adjacent to like battle buddy for Tarkov. But I think they were reaching out to me as a content creator. Like maybe, I don't know if they want to have a sponsor a video or yeah. if they want me to test or use something or I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm like also a software engineer. Didn't know if that's why you were reaching out to me, but like I might want to be involved. I don't know. So interesting. I don't know if any of this shit's known or if it's been reverse engineered or if it's been decompiled, you know, um, yeah. or what the deal is. But I mean, I would love to. It's just it's just so painful, dude, because yeah, I can only imagine. Holy cow. Ugh. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of the other video that I want to work on, which is basically like Diablo has a communication problem, and yeah, it starts off. I have a bunch of clips from like the the little fireside chat where like the de the, yep. the the devs get up on on their stream every couple of weeks, and they've done a phenomenal job communicating, and it's it's like literally everything you've ever wanted from Tarkov, they're doing perfectly, like people might not agree with what they're doing or whatever yeah. and, and a lot of people are molding for different reasons that i largely think are silly they're definitely not doing everything perfect the game isn't perfect of course but like they're communicating phenomenally they yeah. tell us when the patch notes are going to come out they tell us when the release is going to be like you know yep. they're very clear about which things are solid which things are tentative which things yep. are subject to change um, they're super receptive to the feedback, but one of the things they talk about is like our, one of our main missions is like pl giving players choice and the freedom. One of the things that's going to be on the patch notes or that's going to come in the patch on Tuesday is they've reduced the cost of, of like refunding Paragon and whatever by oh. 40%, which is like, I'll take it. You know, it's, it's going to cost me. Four million instead of seven instead of million. Seven, yeah. You know, like okay, it's, that's better in my opinion. If they really want experimentation and they want players to have fun and to be creative, I think it should be free. Mm. Because like free to refund the the points and whatever. Because like if you want to try out a new build, yeah, you have to go and take items that have like the legendary aspects on them. And yeah. you destroy those items, remove the thing, and you have a one-time use thing to put on another like thing that's usually like temporary or whatever. Yeah, it's like in in the terms of materials and cost. Yeah, it's it's already mad expensive gear wise. Yeah, you want to re-roll a stat? It's like three hundred thousand, three three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand, one million, three million, five million, five million, that's five point three million. That's like more money than some people have ever made in the game. Yeah. And it's like and you're and so just trying to get attack speed. Too, do you need the 
do you need that also there on the Paragon, especially Paragon Borg, especially if there's complexity to it? Like, yeah, you don't the, even know if the thing you're going to do is going to yeah, be that's good. What, that's what I was saying. Like, the complexity of the Paragon board, like, um, kind of is the game. You lose the complexity when you feel like you can't re-roll it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I hope I made a good decision. And then you end up just like, well, you never end up going back and exploring the entirety of the board and what you could do because that would cost so much money. And if you make a mistake doing that, then it costs so much money to fix it. And if you want to try something new, that costs so much money. So yeah, that is interesting. I see what you mean. I'll have to send you just so you get an idea of what of what this fucking paragon what it looks like. Yeah, what it looks like. It's definitely now that I have an idea of um of like I have a better understanding of it. It's definitely like demystifies it a little bit. Um, but still, it's like this was one of the things that completely like overwhelmed me to the point where yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go to a guide. I'm not even going to bother um, trying to do this myself. Yeah. Oh my God, please. I just want. Trying to send me a J fifth. Trying to send you a fucking J fifth, dude. I hate everything about this planet. <laughs> I'm trying to do this on my Mac, and I'm like, I've been on my Windows machine all day long. Yep. And I'm like using like Windows things. Bro, when I. Oh my god. Yeah. So like that's what. That's what the, the, the Paragon board like looks like. And so each one of those different squares, it has um oh, like crazy. You, you see like you see like the little yellow you might have to zoom in. Actually, no, you can see. There's like kind of the like in the middle, right in the middle of the middle board, the th number three, the tricks of the trade where it says that. You see how like in the middle, um there's like this kind of standalone almost golden Uh-huh. It has like what looks like a bow and arrow kind of thing, whatever. Like that, every board has like a a legendary node that is like the it, the theme of the board. So some of them gotcha. are around like crowd control. Some of them might be around poison. Some of them might be around like vulnerability. Some of them might be around like ranged combat versus close quarters combat. Um, and then there are these things that are called glyphs. And they actually, like, are these little circles that you, like, put into the socket. So you see how there's, like, the red diamonds on each of them? Mm -hmm. So the glyphs have a radius. And what the way the glyphs work is that, like, for every five dexterity that you, quote-unquote, purchase, which is just, like, select a node, yeah. within the radius, you get, like, 10% damage to close enemies. So each of these boards has... A, a certain amount of like possible dexterity, intelligence, willpower, like within the radiuses. So figuring out which glyph to go in yeah. which socket, to go on which board, and then wh where and how to connect it. Because if you only have so many points, think about like, do I go, do I path up to the top and that's where I connect the next board or do I path over to the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, yeah. Of, part of what you want to do is figure out, well, how many is it? But also, is there anything along the way that I might want to grab? 
You know, like see, yep. see like on on number two, exploit weakness, right? Uh-huh. And and for those of you following along at home, I'm I'm showing in the Paragon board from my rogue build. I just screenshotted it. Um, uh-huh. check out the video. So like as you go up into the right towards that tricks of the trade. I went up and to the right because you see those little clusters of blue and yellow? Mm-hmm. Those are like powerful things that are like big bonuses. Yeah. All the gray ones are like plus five to dexterity or strength, willpower, like the four stats. It's just yep. like plus five. Now, rogues get damage buffs from dexterity. So you like want to get as many points of dexterity as you can while pathing towards the nodes you want while min-maxing how far it takes, how long it takes you to get to the next connecting node. Yep. And so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the the cost to re-roll all of that kind of, like, in it in and of itself gets rid of the experimentation. That's yeah. an overwhelming amount of choice and an overwhelming amount of, like, layers of choice where you said, like, you can put the glyphs in and the glyph might completely change how you want to do something because now this is in the radius and so you want to min min max that if it costs seven million i almost said rubles seven million gold to to redo that then it's like how much like how much i guess a better way how much experimentation do you think the average player puts into it whereas how much would they if they got free to freely re-roll it yeah and the experimentation allows you to learn Yes. Right. So if you want to give us the freedom of choice, the whole thesis of my video is you only really truly have choice if you can make informed decisions. Otherwise, otherwise you're you don't there's no choice there whatsoever. Yeah. Exactly. It's literally the that fucking Tarkov illusion of choice video all over again. Um. So then when I see like when I see Dill Hero's Paragon board and I see he's got six boards, which is a little bit unorthodox. Because what that means is he's barely taking anything on each of the boards. Because in, in order to get a sixth uh, board, you need like 15 points just to get to the end of another board. And then 15 points just to get to the next thing. And half the boards, he doesn't take the legendary node. He just skips over like a lot of them. So it's like that's a really unorthodox thing that seems super, super inefficient. And on paper, all of his numbers are smaller than mine. But he's crushing the damage out. So again, it's like, do I know? And then he went and undid everything to try to like, I'm like, well, use your gear, but like my Paragon. So he spent all this time and all this money doing that. And he's like, nothing's really changed. Or like, I'm doing like a little bit less, but then sometimes like a little bit more. I'm not really sure. And he's like, but fuck, what did I have before? There's no way to save any of these. Oh, you can't. Jesus. So like, if you could take a board, this would be, it would be amazing. I would, the, the I would do unspeakable illegal things in 27 countries if you could take the board and just say let me save this as a preset yeah so then i can go pop the board off and put another one on there i'll pay even if i pay full price it's just all at once yeah and then be able to move in all the bill planning websites you can click and drag and move things you can also you can plan all of this stuff out. You can move all the boards around and you can put points like off in the distance, right? Like you could put all the boards there totally empty on like, you know, uh, yeah. maxroll.gg. And then you could path backwards. You could you could start by filling out all of those red diamonds and being like, this is my starting point. And then figuring out the best way to connect them. 
Yeah. It, it's like allows for amazing planning and through for but sure. in the game you can't. You can literally not see what your options are until you like get to the thing and then it shows you like a list of like text preview of like what's there but you don't get to like fully properly see the board and move it around and get a yeah. sense for what the whole thing is going to be like until you're level 100 and you spent all the points. That's so interesting. So it's like they're doing the whole kind of like Tarkov rely too much on the community and the wiki. Oh yeah. Is every well I was going to say is everybody's is every class's paragon board the same? Nope. Once you explore it all, but then I'll, then you said you can swap the boards around. So all of like, these boards, like like cheap shot, no witnesses, tricks of the trade, like those are a, a lot of the. Well, I can't, I can't, I'm not sure about all of them. There is some overlap between glyphs between classes. Like at the top, you see no wit, no witnesses. Exploit, you see the exploit there. That glyph says, whenever you damage an enemy, you make them vulnerable. Every build needs that as soon as possible because of how powerful vulnerable is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for necromancers and sorcerers, the exploit glyph is exactly like it is, except it doesn't make you vulnerable. And now those two classes struggle with key, like vulnerability, oh right? Oh my gosh. So there's the same glyphs, but with different meaning. While also all of the boards are like, all of the boards we see here are all like rogue specific. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I... Like, I have no idea if I want to make a new character. I have yeah. to go to a, a website if I really want to plan it. Otherwise, I'm going to wing it. But when you wing it, you you lack the foresight. For sure. Which so, informs so much of what you would then want to do later. Yeah. yeah you, you, you will regret, oh, I wish I hadn't spent 20 points going this way because I didn't realize I had these options. Yep. That is interesting. <sighs> anyway, so. Is it, it's interesting. Like, uh, yeah, it's interesting that that's the that's the seemingly uh player facing thing it's like choice here's that here's all the options here all the stuff but then you kind of hide the choices until you've already made them and then that's just that's interesting yeah so yeah that's that's i'm gonna make that video i think i think that'll be a video that'll do well that will be not necessarily controversial but like people like people molding about the game of course except i'm I want to trick people into thinking I'm going to be molding about the game, and then I want to provide a level-headed, constructive criticism that's like... I mean, you did that uh, quite a bit in Tarkov, you know what yeah. I mean? With, like, titles, and then everyone's like, yeah, Tarkov sucks, and they click on your video, and it's just, like, information well laid out. Here's how it should be. Yeah, like, I never really molded very much in my videos. No. I only molded on stream. Yeah. <laughs> with a, In the heat of the moment, you know? For sure. Uh, but for sure. But for sure. That's just, like... That's just like who you are, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if given any amount of time to put into a thought, it's going to be the most like well constructed version of that thought. So, when you made a video, all of your videos, even at the height of like you playing Tarkov and not enjoying it, all the Tarkov's not meant to be fun. The, is Tarkov going in the wrong direction? Is Tarkov going in the wrong direction? Is a great example. You hadn't been playing Tarkov very much. You hopped back on for this wipe. It sucked dick. You know what I mean? And that was a great title where you were like, is Tarkov going all the all the Giga Malders were like, click that video. And then it was like, hey man, here's how it used to be. Here's like, how let's it all is. Sit. Nikita, come over here, let's sit down. All yeah. your redditors, come on, let's sit down. Let's exactly. have a, let's have a chat. Exactly. And it worked. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. 
Dang. You'll you have to let me know if you come up with any ideas for this. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> I literally, this is like not remotely even a good idea at all. And I'm not suggesting I would even do it, but there's something about this thumbnail that makes me so happy. Just picturing like my barbarian, if I could like Photoshop my barbarian, but with like pigtails on his belly with like his legs up, like twisted <laughs> on like a in like a bed of like a teenage girl with pink walls, just like with a diary in his hand. <laughs> just like just picturing. I don't know why I can't get this image out of my head. I'm sure somebody can make that happen. Oh, my God. It's such a bad thumbnail because it doesn't say anything about anything. But I just picture like, dear diary, <laughs> I'm a barbarian. I my barbarian's a uh, Grandpa Joe. He's Gran this he's this fucking yoked old man. So that would fit perfectly. Yeah, that's Dude, he's, a, he's a fucking giga Chad. I I actually need to fucking send you a screenshot of this too, because holy yoked fuck, man! Yeah, check out this. This guy is like seventy five years old. OMG. He's a thick piece. I of hope I look like that when I'm 75. He's a thick, thick piece of salami, piece of, man. Yeah, dude, that's uh. Yo, Damn. speaking of, speaking of, you know what I I have recently <laughs> got into is uh, been that watching. Been, what would have been a great hello fresh segment. Speaking of thick pieces of salami. Yeah. Oh fuck. Shit. Sorry. More. <laughs> hello, hellofresh.com/slash/podcast50. Um/slash salami50. Don't don't go to that website. Um, but uh, you ever watch Hot Ones? Yes. I, I just I went on a, somehow it. Oh, you know what? I, I think it was show. it was fucking uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on yep. Hot Ones, and I think it was all the flat Earth. YouTube just knows me and was yeah. And, and then all of a sudden there was like Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Bro, was a really good one. Um, what was the other she one? She was uh, a great one. The the the, the 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 chick from Parks and Rec. Amy Poehler or Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. Is yeah. Wait, Aubrey? Is that her name? Mm -hmm. Why does that sound wrong? I don't know. No, it's Aubrey. I don't know why. I thought it was like Audrey, but no, no. Yeah, oh, Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Um, that was like a really good one. Dude, uh, you know Paul what? You know Rudd's what? is S tier if you haven't seen oh, the Paul Rudd one. I haven't. I've literally seen. So good. Literally seen like four of them. Uh, the last one I just watched was Gordon Ramsay. He oh. was the worst. The whole time he's like, fuck. Dude. Ah. His was Fuck. so good. Yeah. yeah Gordon was... Ramsay's was so good. Paul Rudd's was so good. Post Malone's first one was really good. Um, Louis Capaldi was one that he recently was really good. Dude, I love... We've been watching Hot Ones for years. Me and my wife watch it all the time, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, oh, a, that, that's what I've been binging. Hot Ones is great. Hot Ones is great. Um... <clears throat> Oh God! Why is Jake Paul trending on on X? I fucking mm, oh dude, bro. Dude, the worst part of this, the worst yeah. part of it, is that the icon is black and not blue. So now I can, I just can't find, I can't find Twitter on my, like, my tabs book, on my bookmarks. I'm like, where is it? I'm looking bro. for the blue square, and there's nothing there. That's I don't such even a niche like, issue. But I've had, dude, literally the amount of times I'm like, where's my, where's my Twitter tab? And it's, I'm looking for blue, and I'm not looking for black. Yeah, bro. I don't freaking. I, I have know no. What the I don't even like want to Google it because I know I'm gonna hate whatever the reasoning is for whatever. I just don't understand. I don't get it. Well, I don't think there is a reason. I think it's just 
Is he just trolling? Elon being Elon, man. I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's funny. I think what a weird I, dude. No, I feel like, bro, if just uttering his name, the the freaking the comments are gonna go wild. I know, but it's just funny seeing seeing <laughs> tweets like it's just funny seeing people write like novels on Twitter of like you guys don't understand, man. He's thinking ten steps ahead. This is this is there's big plans and the X is all a part of it. And I'm like, dude, what the. All, I was like, I, I, I bet he would say he's doing it just because it looks cool. Like, I don't, I don't. It's funny because, like, whatever you feel about Elon, I don't think he's ever said it's because there's a master plan to take over the universe. But just the Elon stands he's will gonna, be like, oh, it's because he's going to take over the universe, and it's like, it's, yeah, and it'll be a self fulfilling prophecy or not. Who knows? Or maybe yeah. they'll change it back to Twitter in a month because people will revolt. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know. Like, who the I fuck don't, knows? What I what I just kind of want him to do, which would be the greatest thing he could do for humanity, is take the Twitter servers, load them onto one of his SpaceX rockets, and launch it into fucking space, and say bye bye to the whole fucking yep. platform. God, what a Chad move that would be. Oh God, that's literally why. send all the Twitter servers to space. I mean, he did it with a Tesla. Just Bro. do it with the fucking servers. Holy cow, that'd Holy be amazing. Shit. But the worst part was, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if this is like some algorithm thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, not ashamed to say this because it, it genuinely, there's no reason for it in my case. When that change happened in like Twitter X or whatever, no, it was like Twitter X vids was like trending. Oh yeah, which is like a porn website, and I'm like. What the fuck is tr half the time when I click on something that's trending? Yeah, the feed is just porn. Yeah, like why? Like uncensored, completely. Like it's like I'm not like a Puritan. Like I don't really give a fuck. But it's <laughs> yeah. like I don't. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to click on Twitter when I'm on stream. When I yeah. my wife is like, I just don't. I don't know what to expect. It's like, weird, bro. Like I don't like know. There were, the other day, there was something. I don't remember what it was. It was like a name that was related to... God, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. It was just like a, someone's first name or something. Yeah. And I clicked on it thinking it was about like someone else. And it was like, oh, that's just straight up like yep. pornography. And it just auto plays. I don't... Since when did Twitter become a porn website? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Wait, this is before X because this was happening before X. It was yeah. just X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I'm trying to engage in social media less, not more. So I just like haven't really. Trending, rocked. Don't know what it's about, but I have a feeling like I don't want to click on. Yeah, but there's no way that that's safe for work at a all. Deep, you know a I mean? deep fake Dwayne Johnson Oh god. Oh man. <sighs> yep. Um deep fake Dwayne Johnson. That's that's the key word. If you made it this this far in the, no, don't type. The the pebble. <laughs> the pebble. Not the rock, um, he's the pebble. He's the pebble. Did you see uh the only other like gaming 
uh, related stuff. Like, are you? Bro, did you, you play seen... Baldur's Gate? Are you playing Baldur's Gate? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I just said <laughs> the Baldur's Gate. I haven't played it. I I played it when it was in like beta. Yeah, and it was like cool and everything. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll play it. It's like right now. Of course. Like right now, like when you know when you get like a crush on a girl, you're just you you are gen like. Unless you're a sh- scumbag, you're genuinely not interested in yeah, any you're other just girls. Infatuated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, just yeah, got yeah. a thing for this one girl. You know, we might yeah, have yeah, issues yeah. or whatever. She might not know I exist or yeah, whatever. What's, but what's the analogy for where I'm at? Because it's like I'm not infatuated with Tarkov anymore, but I have to do it because it's work. you're you're in a a a, a an abusive relationship emotionally, yeah. and it's poisoned. Other, you're just like, I'm not interested in any relationships. I can't get out of this one. Yeah. You don't wear your ring anymore, uh, you know, but you also, like, yeah, this metaphor is <laughs> went right <laughs> off the edge of the flat earth. Right off. Anyways, Baldur, so Baldur's Gate is cool. Uh, it's a game that looks right up my alley, similar to Diablo 4. I feel like I could sink a ton of hours into it. I probably won't. That makes me sad, but it's just whatever. But I think the then then the the transcendent level of like Baldur's Gate news was just like the so like a lot of people were just reporting on like this is sick. It's a game. They've said there will never be any microtransactions in it. There's no DLC. There's no paid cosmetics. There's no skin. There's it's just like here's a game. You pay it once. It's the game. There's lots of content in the game. And so people are like, that's awesome. The, I don't think that they're a triple A developer. They're like a double, but not like indie. They're like somewhere in the middle. They're like a double A developer. That's sick. And then like apparently some other like some other game companies like EA and Activision. Like I don't know about if, if them specifically, but apparently a few other major game companies basically issued statements being like, "This isn't the norm. This is an outlier." Like other game companies engaged and was like, "You shouldn't expect this from us." <laughs> on some level they didn't put it that bluntly but they were like saying like this honey i know <laughs> i know that joe bought his wife flowers yeah. i'm not gonna buy you flowers dude. yes yes don't you, expect dude. that shit from me honey dude, sorry for real though it's like weird it's weird so i don't know i haven't seen but i've seen several other people report on the fact Is that, that the like, drama that people have been asking me about i'm yeah. like i have no fucking idea okay yeah because there's no like drama surrounding the game the game is like people are loving it but like um asmund gold ended up doing a video he's like and it was like why i'm buying Baldur's gate even though i but, don't plan on playing it yeah, and i was that, gonna watch that and that was he was basically like i want to support this and i want to support it even more in spite of like because these other game companies are being like, hey, hey, this isn't how business is done. This is an outlier. And Who so tweeted? Was this a tweet? Like, I need to know. Was it an so X? So he's like, uh, it wasn't an X. he's like, I want to support it even more. So I haven't seen any of the actual, like, original whatever response. Maybe it was press releases or maybe it was, like, minutes from board meetings that got leaked or whatever. But now that Baldur's Gate is out in the wild, it's full nudity is giving players a shock. It's poor no matter where I go. No matter. <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 fans may want to keep their eye on Humble Bundle. Everything you need to know about Warlocks. Uh, okay. I, I I need to know. I need to see, like, what this thing is. And I'm worried. I have I know nothing about this. But 
here's the way that everybody needs to proceed with in like going forward. Yeah. The my my first thing I'm going to look out for is is it possible that what we're about to see if it's like in an article or whatever is like a deep fake or even just a photoshop tweet like I want to hear it from the horse's mouth otherwise I won't believe that Bungie said such and such a thing, right? Unless like I go to their website or their Twitter and see it. Um mm-hmm. Hear me out. Baldur's Gate 3 is the hottest new couples game. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Being able to bang every companion. I can't find the fucking... <laughs> God damn it, man. Baldur's Gate drama. What do I even Google? I'm excited to play the first interactive Korean drama game. Where's Baldur's Gate in that? Um, Why devs consider Baldur's Gate 3 anomaly? Yeah, many other developers from AAA companies and indie studios stepping in to support the main point. So apparently, uh, somebody, Strange Scaffold, Head Xavier... Uh, or Salavier Nelson, uh, which is a studio like Max Payne and stuff like that, basically said some things like um, he said that it was an anomaly because they had X, Y, or Z. Uh, this couldn't shouldn't be considered a race standard to an entire genre. This is not a new baseline for RPGs. This is an anomaly. And then other people from other develop like other game developers from other triple companies were quote tweeting him and like in support yeah so what he said and i will directly quote it because i found the tweet okay. like a lot of people i'm deeply excited about what the lovely folks at larian have accomplished with Baldur's gate 3 but i want to gently preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or a quote raised standards to rpgs going forward you can't and then this is literally a 10-part tweet, but I want to read the next yeah. one. You can't separate a game from the process used to build it. So let's look at what Larian is taking the development in the final... Dev's like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, okay, never mind. It's seems to be them, him, at least in the first few things, saying, like, they did... They're, like, using a bunch of technology and institutional knowledge that they're able to draw from going back to 2017. Yeah. Successful early Ins- access. So period. like insomniac games design manager, uh, urged others to not use the singular game to set expectations. Obsidian and entertainment direct, uh, the entertainment design director, Josh Sawyer noted having the foundation set and the funding to build things on your own terms is invaluable. So it was like, so that's the drama. Like I said, I hadn't looked deep into it, but, Basically, that tweet thread went viral where the guy, what did he say? Yeah, now I have it. I want to gently, preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism or raise standards to RPGs. Jesus That's Christ. That's crazy. What he just walked down and was like, okay, guys, like, let's, like, come on now. Yeah. You know, we got to make sure that we, and you know that everybody's like, hey, boo, fuck you, man. You know, like. But, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody. How tone deaf do you have to be to yeah. think that that's not gonna just come off? A hundred percent. To literally in the launch in- week of the game, it's uh, it's already broken the it's already broken the Steam charts for most concurrent players. Top ten, Baldur's Gate is now in the top ten games with most concurrent players of all time. So not necessarily like recently, but like PUBG had it was the number one at one point. They had three million, and so like Baldur's Gate is in the top ten already. Like. Launch weekend, so many people are playing, everyone's enjoying it, and you just like, you're like that guy's like, hey, 
You're like the guy that starts the every sentence with like, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but don't apply, you know, don't use this excitement and apply it. To, and it's just crazy because. Okay, now wait a minute. I do. I there do wanna... might be valid points in there, but I don't know. It's just, it just I, seems I, weird. So, yeah, I, I literally skipped just down to like 10 out of 10, his last one. And I see that there is some amount of nuance here that might of course, have been which, lost. Now, what he I said, acknowledge that nuance on the internet always gets lost, right? Yeah. So what he said is, dot, 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 but if you shout that every RPG should be like this going forward, you have no excuse. And he said, you've not just missed the point, you've created the expectations and conditions to ensure your favorite creators may never be able to give you the thing you love ever again. So there, there are cases where like, Let's say either indie developers, even like not necessarily yeah. like big developers, like they need to release a game with this kind of early access model or they need to add microtransactions or they need to. Yeah, it's kind of like saying. If if you all aren't going to let this ever work again, then you might be kind of fucking yourself over a bit yeah. and missing out. So th that bit, I do have to say I agree in some sense that taken to absurd degrees, of course, the thing he's talking about might be an issue. Yeah. But ultimately, the only reasonable way to respond to anything like this is don't poo-poo or defend yeah. the idea that like someone doing it right. Ex yeah. Don't expect. Don't expect that for me, honey. Yeah, and, and just, like, I have such a weird, and maybe it's semantics, right? But, like, I have such a weird feelings around him saying, like, don't channel this excitement into, like, thinking that standards should be raised. It's, like, that's such a weird way to put it. Because standards should be raised. That doesn't mean you can just turn that light switch off and on, right? That doesn't mean you can just say, oh, well, no game should ever have microtransactions ever again. Maybe it is more nuanced than that. But shouldn't we be trying to make things better? Shouldn't we be trying to raise the standards? And looking at something that did it really well, you can say, okay, well, not every development studio can go about it this way. Not everybody has the experience. Like, you can say those things, but, like... That would have been the way to go about it in a reasonable way. should raise standards. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that is how... So that's what... I feel like that's what the bite. I feel like that was what caused a lot of the nuance to what he was saying. And maybe totally some actual valid points fell off for everybody because he, because he came out the gate with like don't let your excitement for a game done well raise standard like that statement is just a crazy statement to make at the beginning of a nuanced tweet totally thread. totally tone deaf it's brain crazy dead. yeah yeah no yeah I mean, if he had opened up with they did an amazing thing that they planned for that they had the resources for they had you know yeah. such and such a thing um you know, like, kind of along the lines of, imagine a millionaire who inherited all their money starts a foundation, a charitable foundation yeah. that, that is, like, amazing, right? And then yeah. imagine someone else is like, let's applaud what he's doing, but, like, let's recognize that, like, not all of the, not every charity is going to be as amazing as this one charity because... Yeah whatever reasons that's a great analogy because in, that's a great analogy because how tone deaf would it be to come out and say 
whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not let his charity mean we should make our charities better. That's a tone deaf and atrocious. But coming out and saying, hey, he was able to do some things that we might not be able to do, but we should leverage this success to figure out ways to make this system better. Everybody would be like, yeah, he inherited a million dollars. Of course, everybody. It would be like a well-understood thing. But to come off with like, hey, if hey, he not, just because he he's doing good. If That's he had weird. not said raised standard, yeah. I would have interpreted totally different. If he said preemptively push back against players taking that excitement and using it to apply criticism to any RPGs that use a different model going forward. Yeah. That right there is basically saying, hey, let's not shit on everyone else yeah. if they do it differently. But we'll when just, he said raise standard, it's like, no, you can't. You, as soon as yeah. you say raise standard, he's saying, listen, some yeah. husbands buy their wives flowers. Yeah. I'm not doing it. But but listen, let's not expect. Let's not. Listen. Yeah. You don't want to give wives the wrong impression. Like, we're all going to go yeah. and get flowers. Like, bro. Fucking For sure. God. For sure. And the thing is, is like, yeah, he could have come at it from the other way of saying, like, Baldur's Gate is amazing. Here's how they did it. Like, you can flip that script. Instead of being like, hey, instead of the the literal very, like, I want to warn you guys and then explain why, because you're always going to set the tone with the first thing you say. Come in at the other way and you go, Baldur's Gate is amazing. Here's how they accomplished it. Boom, 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 boom. Not every development has all of these tools at their disposal and not, and not everyone can afford to do this, that, or this. But we should use this example to try and make the games better. You say the same thing, but you've started on the opposite note, saying... I will show you how they did it. And then I'll show you that not everybody has all of those, you know, X, Y, or Z. And that's why X. And that's so much more effective as a communication tool to, to do that. Uh, and it's funny because like, it's not like this is the only game, right? You've had other indie games do the same thing where you have like Valheim, which was just like a good game and it came out of nowhere and it exploded. And then on the other end from AAA, you have like Elden Ring, which there was no microtransactions. There was no X, Y, like it was exactly this. It was just like a good, well-made game, 60 bucks. Here you go. Boom. And so it's not like this is in a vacuum either, you know. I don't know. So it was weird. I, I just thought I just thought it was a little. Um, it was funny. I haven't played a single second of Baldur's Gate, so I don't. I have no like. I I really just brought it up from a like podcast new like gaming news thing. I just saw Asmongold talking about it. I didn't even see the tweets until just now. So my opinions on this are held with a very open fist. I just thought it was funny that there was that going around in the. The, you know, the TLDR was like game developers responding, saying that we shouldn't hold this to a high standard because this game is good. And I was like, oh, damn. oh this this I, I'm I'm now inventing. I'm not going to make one, but you got you minions can go do it. Um, a new meme where you just like Mad Libs. The shit out like the details like yeah. like a lot of people I'm deeply excited about what Jesse Kazam has said on his Twitter like like replace the things and and you'll see how absurd it is right like yeah i i really love the that comedian's show just we don't want to raise the standard for all the yeah. other comedians like let's not expect everyone to be as that funny funny yep <sighs> yep so i thought that was funny but uh but yeah Baldur's Gate looks cool it's very D&D inspired it, i don't know it looks dope but uh, I, I don't know that I have a ton of time to play it. But maybe one day I will. Um, but yeah. So that is the news. Hostess. <laughs> um, 
So we'll see. I mean, I think at this point in Tarkov land, it's we're kind of in we're kind of in the any day now, like who the hell knows? Anything could happen any day. Next week we could be talking about how the first few days of the wipe went, or we could be like, hey, please give wipe. I don't know. You know what our goal should be? Our goal needs to be because we started, we're almost done setting up the podcast Patreon. Yes. The PP. The PP. <laughs> And uh, so if you guys want the PP, let us know and we'll we'll give you the PP. Um, <clears throat> but we 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 will we will make sure we give you the PP before the wipe. Yes, we should we should make that our goal to get the PP ready before the wipe. I don't like any. I don't, oh no! I regret. I regret. There, uh, mistakes. Listen, mistakes are made. Oh god! But we are working on that. We had a lot of. Uh, we had a lot of good feedback from that, and so that is almost set up. Holy cow! Yeah, man. If you made it this far, you're a real one. Let me tell you. Um, you sound like someone who would pay for the pee pee. You say, hey, listen. If you made it this far. I think I could interest you. I think you'd be interested in, in the PP. I think you would be. I think it'd be right up your alley. Um, but thank you guys for hanging. Thank you for enabling us. <laughs> and, uh, um, this will be live. What day is it? It's Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Uh, this will be live Monday, normal, but I need to edit it quickly. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Dude, I feel like I feel like the outros are getting more and more awkward, and I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I don't know what's happening. It's I know it's me. It's for me. It's on no, my end. I mean, listen, I don't. I never know like what time it is. It's always like, do we keep going? Because I we started late, so I don't even know. Has it been like four hours? Has it been one hour? Has it been three hours? I don't even fucking know. And two hours and forty five minutes. Oh God, you should be paying extra for this, everybody. <laughs> So subscribe to the PP and, uh, oh God. Anyways, so I promise I'm going to work on my outros. Thank you for hanging. This will be live on all the platforms on Monday. You guys are awesome. And we'll definitely see you all on the next one. Peace.